Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this overreaction Monday, March 6th already, 2023. This sports show starts, all right, now. Dead! Is something that's going to be taking place to a lot of players' contracts this week as the NFL and their teams attempt to get under the salary cap by next week, March 15th to be exact, is the start of the new league year. Tomorrow is the deadline for the franchise tag. All eyes are on Danny Dimes and Lamar Jackson mm. on that front. It was an incredible sports weekend. John Bones Jones is back, made quick work to become the heavyweight champion of the world. There was an incredible golf tournament that took place down in Florida for Arnold Palmer. Travis Kelsey hosted Saturday Night Live and absolutely crushed it. We saw appearances from his brother and an offensive lineman from the Kansas City Chiefs. I forget it. Creed, Creed Humphrey. Humphrey. Uh, he was also in there. And most importantly, the combine took place right here in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana. And there were some players that made millions and millions of dollars with their performances on the field in Lucas Oil Stadium. We'll be chatting about all that. Plus, we have a stacked lineup of guests. Ian Rappaport will join us in about 17 minutes. He was boots on the ground all week last week at the Combine. What was he hearing? There's a lot of free agents starting to oh, chitter-chatter. Yeah. Derek Carr just signed with the New Orleans Saints via Diana Rossini. Yeah, hey, Congratulations to Derek Carr being a New Orleans Saint. Remember, he took a visit down there for a couple days. They couldn't figure out the contract. Then the Raiders let him go before the desert designated $40 million guarantee. He was having meetings here in Indianapolis with numerous teams, allegedly was leaning towards the Jets. That was a lie. Mm -hmm. He is now signed with the Saints. They got their guy. Congratulations, Derek Carr. Finding another home with a good team. Yeah, awesome. With a good team. So what will the Jets do? What will the Niners do? Allegedly, Brock Purdy surgery has been scheduled for Wednesday. It is a go. Will they still look into a veteran quarterback? And what's up with Trey Lance? All that with Ian Rappaport and more. AQ Shipley will join us. Obviously, the host of In the Trenches and Bobble Exchange. What did he see from the offensive lineman at the combine? Huh. And Voorhees, USC guard, tears his ACL during the on-field workouts. AQ Shipley, what are your thoughts on the offensive line on-field workouts? Yikes. Can't wait to hear that out of him. And then we'll be joined by Dr. J David Chow. Okay. Let's go. He's been to over 20 combines. He'll be able to allude to what uh, explain what Ian Rappaport was alluding to in a pain tolerance test he mm -hmm. tweeted about. Then an NFL official told him it's not a pain. Excuse me. No, no, no. We don't run pain tolerance tests. We run standard physical examinations, and this is how this goes. Dr. David Chow would talk to us about that and also probably some Purdy stuff and yep. other injury news. Can't wait to chat with him. I believe this is his first time on the program. I believe so, yeah. Okay. He's got a big yep. brain. He's got a lot of experience. He's been to over 20 combines, worked in the NFL for like 17 years, also worked on the U.S. Olympic Committee and for the WWE. So this dude knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Can't wait to chat with him. Should be an incredible Monday. The Toxic Table's here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. Ty, how you feeling, pal? Feel great. I feel great. Whatever bug I may have had has, you know, subsided. No. Great week, great sports weekend. It really oh, was. Yeah. The weather was also pretty nice. I I would just, you know, had a little pep in my step when I came in today. It just felt good. It felt like, you know, spring is here. Pump the brakes on that. We're mm. probably going to get some more weather, but for the time being, got a lot of great sports. I mean, this is, it really is. You know, for football being over, it's kind of one of the most expo uh, exciting times of the year. It really, yeah. This is, is Masker Week, so there's yeah. a lot of NFL news. Mm -hmm. Combine Week, there's a lot of NFL news. Yep. And when it comes to other sports showing up, UFC showed up. Yeah, yep. that was awesome. a great card. Yep, great card. I didn't see all the fights. I understand we got a new uh, flyweight woman's champion out of Mexico. Yeah. Congratulations! Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievable performance, Grasso. One mistake. That's all it takes. Boom. Yeah. Especially when you're in that cage. That's right. Uh -huh. You get fucking blocked. Oh, 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 oh. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, to a T. That's what John Jones did. John yep. Jones, too, just, excuse me. Go to sleep. 
Go to sleep. Good night. Gotcha. I'm the champion. Everybody shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Unbelievable. I can't wait for this reign as heavyweight champ. I enjoyed hearing Dana White say, uh, when you're negotiating and dealing with John Jones, it's like you're dealing with an artist. So I don't want to make any promises of what's <laughs> next or how it's going. Stipe obviously was called out for International Fight Week, which I believe is in July mm-hmm. or in June. Yep. That's in Vegas. Is that going to take place? He didn't get a lot of damage, but he did go through a full fight camp. Right. Yeah. And everybody just assumes, you know, the fight was pretty easy. You guys should probably fight in like a month or two. It's like he just went through like three months of just mm-hmm. grueling mm-hmm. misery. Not his fault that the fight didn't go that long at all. There's a lot of people thinking that it was actually thrown. Yeah, a little bit. Like, all oh, Cyril getting through that thing. It's like, just wait. I think a lot of these heavyweights are about to experience what the light heavyweight division yeah. had to experience for a long time. It's yeah. just like, Bones is longer than you. Good, good, good hands. Good hands. Wow. Oh, it's wow. It's back. Oh, Black it's Ace back. is back. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just bigger. You know, it's got a lot more surface area. That's mm-hmm. why I like it because you can, you know, I'm, I'm a two forehand guy. Right. So there's probably pickleball people saying, oh, I'll just attack his backhand. Don't worry about it. This thing's quick over here, mm-hmm. and it's coming back bang. with some juice. You think this one's pretty good, which it is pretty solid. I get this fucker over here, bang. Been doing it in ping pong a long time, so mm-hmm. kind of my go-to. But anyways, Black Ace, you're going to have to chill right over here. Bones is bigger, stronger, yeah. faster, and more skilled than you. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that he's back fighting. That was a blast, the lead-up to it all. And then just, you know, he gets kicked in the dick, what, five seconds into that yep, whole thing? right away. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, wondering. He said he felt a little bit uneasy on his feet or whatever to start that thing at the new weight because he's visibly much bigger than he's ever yeah. been. But as soon as he took him down with ease, I was like, oh, this. Uh-oh. He was able to just get him down, like, yeah, very, very easily. easily. It's like, okay. Because in UFC, we're not the um, – we don't, we, don't, we don't claim to be experts. No, 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 no. We don't claim to be experts. Watch the fights. Mm-hmm. Watch the fights. Yep. Don't claim to be an expert. But normally people struggle. There, there's Not normally, but there's times where people struggle to get the person down. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, going to be a long day if that's how you're going to shoot and you're not going to be able to get them down. He wrapped his arms around that guy one time, and it was just like, boom, right through the ground. It's like, oh, John Jones is much more powerful than this guy thinks. And I don't think the heavyweight uh, division is going to be a problem for John Jones. No. Stipe's last fight was a couple years ago. He got knocked out. Stipe says he's right back in there. Congrats okay. to Stipe. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people saying Stipe looks scared or whatever. It's like Stipe just saw like $7 million probably. $5 yeah, yeah. million dollars just run through his, mm-hmm. I guess I'll come, come try to beat his ass. I, yeah. I guess that's what I'll do. I'll fight the greatest fighter of all time in his second fight back as heavyweight champion. Yes, I'll sure. do that. We're pumped. Stipe is going to be back in action. That was a great thing. The golf. Man. Um, yeah, unreal. Hey, so Sunday, turn on the golf, mm-hmm. you know, because you're just kind of having a Sunday afternoon. You're lounging. The weather's nice, but did you have enough time to prepare any outdoor activities? Probably not. Is there golf courses open anywhere? Not really. Is any pools open? No. But the sun is shining. It's glorious day. Let's go outside, hang out. Let's go back inside. What are we doing? Oh, we're turning on golf. Mm-hmm. This Arnold Palmer Classic, yeah. when they came down, this thing was glorious. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Kitayama, who I did not know existed, I had no clue that he was even a golfer? No idea. Dog. Oh, yeah. Beast. Absolute dog. Look at that leaderboard. Yeah. McElroy, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, obviously Patrick Cantley. Hovland is interesting to watch play yes, golf. Yeah. Even more interesting, Hatton is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Need to watch him. They, they need to mic him up more. He's pissed about everything. Oh, oh yeah. Blah, 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 just, there's thousands of people standing around him. He does not mm-hmm. care. He's having a conversation with himself. And then old Johnny English, was that his Harris. name? Harris. Yeah, you get it. Goes, goes by Johnny English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so is that real? <laughs> no, no, but that has Should a good be. nickname. <laughs> no, but great none, move. <laughs> nonetheless, Mr. English, it was great golf. Fights were fantastic. Mm-hmm. The combine was great. To your point, Ty, 
It was thank you sports for a week. Thank, thank you, you. Week thank you. sports. We were worried. Now XFL happened, and obviously we're trying to watch that as much as possible. Well, they're going to have to go through the same stuff that most of these spring leagues have to go through, yeah. which is quality of play. Yeah. Is what you're going to have to battle and compete against, especially when there's guys that are six foot four, two hundred and forty four pounds, right. jumping forty inches with four fours. Yeah. And then videos are surfacing of them doing through-the-leg dunks yeah, when they're easy. there. It's going to be tough to watch the XFL whenever you're seeing guys that are six foot four, 240, run four threes and four fours, and then turn that on. Now, that's just going to be difficult. This dude, Boston Connor, mm-hmm. this dude, oh, yeah. one half of the hammer, Dan Cowboys tone digs. Just like we said on Friday, this dude stole the weekend. Didn't even run straight. Nope. Probably could have been uh, much faster. But his build, the way he threw the ball, I was incredibly impressed by. We all know the physical specimen that he is, and we knew that he was going to be off the charts statistically. That's like the best broad jump that the combine's ever seen out of quarterback. Best vertical leap that the combine's ever seen out of quarterback. Uh-huh. Best 40 that the combine's ever seen out of quarterback. And then his deep balls were going 60 yards with a flick of the wrist. I mean, right in the bucket. That's a 60-yard ball right in the bucket. Shout out to that wide receiver also making a catch. And then people are talking about, well, his intermediate throws are the problem. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I saw a lot of great things out of this man. I think there was one or two misses that he had, but nobody's judging the wide receivers in this whole thing. Everybody's just assuming it's always the quarterback, always the quarterback, always the quarterback. It's like they have no timing with him. And also, if you're watching that thing as close as we all were, especially if you're on a team that needs a quarterback there were some drills where these wide receivers were nowhere near running the right routes mm-hmm. cone would tell you where we need you to get to they would cut that thing off four to five yards short and then obviously they'd be early to their spot and then all of a sudden anthony richardson doesn't hit them and they're like well they look at him guy can't throw he's yeah. right behind it it's like well he's throwing to a guy he's never thrown to and also that guy was literally drawn they drew cones and he was nowhere near the cone wide receivers jackson smith and jigba mm-hmm is maybe the most natural catcher that we've seen in a long time. He missed all of last year with a hamstring with the Ohio State. There's a lot of rumors coming out like he could have played, could he play, is he opting to sit out pretty much, but they don't want to word it that way. And Jamar Chase sat out, others have sat out. I was excited to see him back on a football field. This dude is immaculate at catching footballs. Oh, yeah. He's the number one wideout on everybody's board for good reason. He didn't run the 40. He did run the three-cone drill. He did perform in all the practice uh, on-field drills. There was some real spectacle out there. C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jig was college quarterback. He put on a spectacle. He's an absolute dog, this guy. He did not run a 40 either, maybe because he didn't want to be running next to Anthony Richardson and ran a 4-4. That's probably the right decision to begin with. C.J. Stroud, though, the way he was pinning balls onto these dudes he's never like they got to catch that yeah mm-hmm. that counts as a drop obviously he was putting balls right on top of dudes and it's like he drops it in the bucket mm-hmm. to places he said again that his uh favorite quarter like that right there that dude was nowhere near the rock go back to that if you could just rewind a little bit foxy like this dude probably thinks he's a little bit slower than other wide receivers play so he goes nowhere near, yeah. right? Like Jackson yeah, Smith and Jigba goes all the way there. So he's probably getting out there much faster. Now, C.J. Stroud was able to catch up, but there's a couple throws that happened where the quarterback wasn't able to catch up and it was thrown out of bounds or thrown behind or thrown high, and people are blaming the quarterback. It's like, yo, let's look at the, mm-hmm. let's look at the guy. Or the, there's cones. Yes. Yeah, there's, right we, there. we can actually see what's going on. All in all, 
incredible, phenomenal weekend. Another wide receiver to keep your eyes on, Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia, ran a 4.38, and everybody on the internet that fucking talks about running 40 said, this guy's form was terrible. He stood straight up. Probably could have ran a 4.2. Now, I don't love that we got a guy who can run a 4.2 and we didn't win a lot of games <laughs> last year. Let's throw the ball to him more. But the fucking combine put on a show this weekend, and I'm very thankful for it. Yeah, and a lot of times, too, like if you're just watching, it's like, well, who cares? There, you know, There's no pads. There's no pass rush. It's not that important. Impressive. I mean, Daniel Jeremiah, who came in here, whose life is the draft, said he's never seen anyone have such a good throwing performance like C.J. Stroud. And then you talked about it. Anthony Richardson, every single thing he did was like, holy shit, this guy's unbelievable. And, you know, maybe it is. Yeah, there's other guys who have done some of the stuff he's done. Not really. No one's ever jumped as high as he has jumped, as a quarterback. Jumped, four, four, Yeah, the, the three cone. It really was unbelievable. And then when you look at how the NFL is built now for quarterbacks, it's like this dude can do everything that the game kind of is asking of these guys. Like when you look at the Colts, who are obviously looking at a quarterback, it's like, man, you get a guy who's mobile who they really haven't had in the last ever, right? They're really, well, the Matt Colts Ryan. never have. Matt Ryan can move. Yeah, that's true. And so could Andrew Luck. But these dudes are just absolute freaks. Don't put Matt Ryan and Andrew Luck's mobility in the same sentence ever again. Matt Ryan cannot well, move. He, Andrew Luck was a dog. Yeah. Andrew Luck, very similar to how Josh Allen used to run, to be honest with you, took way too many Bruiser. shots, mm -hmm. was not as fast, I guess, as Anthony Richardson, but he was a runner. He yeah. was an absolute runner, was a mover. He got beat up a lot. Now that's the difference between some other running quarterbacks that don't seem to get beat up as much. But Shane Steichen, our new head coach, exactly. what he was able to do with Jalen Hurts, it's hard not to watch this video and just think like, yeah, Steichen will that's Anthony Rich. That's yeah. quarterback right there. Six foot four, two forty. Pretty casual. Good. You just think to yourself, like, okay, if they're good coaches, which we've been told that they are, bingo. With how athletic this guy is, with how his throwing mechanics seem to be, he was able to make throws to people he's never played catch mm -hmm. with before. In his life, both deep balls, intermediate balls, short balls, he was able to do it. It's like, can you not turn this guy into what Jalen Hurts was? And remember, Jalen Hurts, first year didn't play that much, Carson Wentz, right? And then yes. he played a little bit. Second year, they were wondering, can this guy make it into the mm -hmm. NFL? This past year, they're like, is Jalen Hurts going to be able to be a guy, or is he going to get cut? That's how the Eagles go. Jalen Hurts worked on his deep ball, worked on his throne, worked on everything. He became a guy there in the fucking Super Bowl. So is Anthony Richardson going to be Patrick Mahomes next year automatically? No, but does this guy showcase everything that you could possibly want in a guy that could be running your mobile quarterback offense? Yes. Yeah. And there was a lot of people on the internet, and I, I love that these people exist. Because mm -hmm. these people have to exist for common sense to reign. Yeah. Yep. It's oh, he threw it to a guy with nobody covering him. It's like, yo, it's the fucking combine. Exactly. What are we even... Mm -hmm. yeah. Are you going to talk about the guy that just caught a ball with nobody covering? Mm -hmm. For the running backs, guess what? Those pads can't actually tackle them. So are you going to talk about, oh, he's able to make a cut whenever there's nobody fearful of getting tackled? It's like, this is what the combine is. Yeah. Anthony Richardson showed up and did everything that he possibly could. C.J. Stroud showed up, did everything he possibly could. A lot of the wideouts showed up and did everything they possibly could. I think it was all up, 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 up for everybody that participated in the combine and there's always going to be detractors and does this, does this necessarily mean that they're going to be great in the nfl no mm -hmm. but there was a lot of shit out there that if you're looking at a guy you're thinking to yourself boom 
that could be my NFL guy. And I love that there was a lot of participation. I love the vibes all weekend. I like that NFL plus. Had a bunch of ex-players on the field. That was like the biggest NFL plus push mm-hmm. I've seen ever mm-hmm. out of that whole thing. I enjoyed the combine a lot. I think they did it well. And I think trajectory is like this for the old tights Olympics. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. The whole weekend was awesome. Uh, trajectory speaking, Anthony Richardson went from like plus 10,000, number one overall, to plus 500. Uh, Damn. Just 9,500 points. Yeah, no big deal. That's all. Bryce Young's still a favorite. He's like minus 200, and then CJ Stroud, and then, and then Anthony Richardson. But to your point, like guys like Anthony Richardson, does he have to be the best thrower in the class? No, because if they use him right, and hopefully he goes to somewhere where they do use him right, and they go. Like the Colts. Yeah, goes to a. Well, maybe them. I don't know if they use their players right or not. Oh, Shane Steichen. We got a whole new. Hey, whole new building. You don't have to be the best player or the best thrower in the in your draft class in the NFL if you're facing eight man boxes all the time and you're facing man coverage all the time because that's how defenses have to play you. And then, yeah, they talk about the window throws in the NFL and stuff like that. But when you watch like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles play, like. There's, they're they're facing man defense a lot because a lot of those drags yeah, against man, correct. those long routes yeah. coming all the way across mm-hmm. the field, and you only got one person that can cover them due to the box having to be packed, which yeah. is a great point out of tone. It's tough to keep up with NFL wide receivers, so all of a sudden the bucket becomes a lot. Yeah. Will he miss? Yes. Is Derek Carr an accurate quarterback? Yeah. Is that what all these At people times, on here? Oh yeah, it's yeah, he's saying. accurate. Yeah. Okay, well he misses. 15 yards yeah. left, that's pick a instead lot. of a touchdown. Like, yeah. there's people are going to miss. This is going to happen. Obviously, there's the Patrick Mahomes who can put it boom. And there's the Aaron Rodgers. What's going to happen with him that mm-hmm. now that Derek Carr is signed with the Saints? Yeah. That means New York Jets Ooh. are wide open, or is it the Green Bay Packers, or is he going to go to the Raiders? There's, there's guys that can put a ball like this. Joey Burrow can put a ball yeah. like this. Josh Allen has learned. Exactly. Like over three, four yeah, years developed. how to put a ball like this. But I think a large majority of the guys are throwing that, in, that have the – you know, the other aspect of the game that the current NFL is kind of looking at and has, it's like their windows are a little bit bigger because the routes are different. The defenses they're playing are a little bit different. And I think all the guys that threw, Bryce Young, 5'10", 204 pounds, mm-hmm. heavier, I guess, than he normally would be. Uh, but 5'10", was alarming in some people's eyes. I thought that was just understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, known. I said it last week, like, oh, this guy's 5'10". This guy's 5'10". He's 5'10". I actually asked somebody, are you worried, 5'10"? 5'10". And then I guess when it came out that it was 5'10", people were like, did not expect him to be 5'10". I was like, I thought this was just universally known he was 5'10". He was also standing next to Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, big guy. Hennon Hooker was around, too. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the fact that he was on the field even though he was not throwing or participating because he had that ACL surgery. He is projected to be back by the beginning of the season. But all in all, massive, smashing success, I think, out of the combine. And I appreciate all boys that participated out there for our entertainment purposes. And that's no bull. That is no bull. You know, you just took the words out of my my mouth. No bull crushed it. And, you know, it was great to see some of the – How about all the different costumes? Yeah, it was unbelievable. They had – I mean, it's what Noble does. They, they are Noble. Uh, but you said having all those, you know, former players out there on the field, someone's got to get to MJD. I right. love the guy. I really, right, right, really – Let's right. move along. Let's I move need, along. I need to, to stay right. alive on this planet. Let's move along. We all love everybody that was out there. Taylor Lawan looks unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that mullet with those teeth? Mm-hmm. Did he get his teeth? He got new teeth, yeah. Okay, he, he looks oh. – His face is chiseled. His hair looks amazing. He is dropping, and he has all those cool tats. Good wardrobe always. Taylor's too. crushing oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. He looks really, he's a free agent. Where will he go? Mm-hmm. As is Will Compton. We're pulling for both you boys. Yeah, and also all the free agencies. Quick news here before we 
get the senior insider for the NFL on. Tony Pollard has officially been franchise tagged Ooh, by yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. We thought this was going to happen. Uh, we, we knew that Tony Pollard and the Dallas Cowboys had enjoyed each other. There was no way that the Dallas Cowboys, especially with what Mike McCarthy has seen him do, and Mike McCarthy's taking over play-calling duties going forward, there was no way he was going to let Tony Pollard out of the building. He was the spark for them whenever they need it. Now, Ezekiel Elliott also in the backfield. What are they going to do for that whole thing with what he's getting paid, what they're not getting paid? $10.09 million is going to Tony Pollard, his first big payday, although I assume he was expecting a lot more. Let's hope that comes next year. Congrats to Tony on getting $10.1 million yeah. guaranteed. Hey, baby, Tony. Guaranteed if he signs it. Um, that means tight end Dalton Schultz will hit free agency after being tagged last year. Okay, so there's a lot of conversations taking place about free agents and franchise tags. Joining us now is the senior insider for the NFL, the network the NFL owns, the website the pla- uh, NFL owns, right. and and the streaming platform that was promoted all weekend, NFL Plus. Host of the Insiders on any podcast network. I'm not saying that stupid fucking no, yeah, thing that they put together. Network, yep. And the host of the weekly wrap of the Rap Sheet and Friends, us being friends, he being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. What's up, dude? How are you doing, brother? How, hey, long, long trip to Indianapolis. I texted Rich Eisen yesterday. I said, bro, you're... Your energy is phenomenal for sleeping in a hotel for five to six days and also probably participating in some of the activities that's been taking place. You guys crushed it all week. Great work out of you as well. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. um, I'm just really glad that I survived. Yeah, how was it? Was this a more booze-heavy trip, a less booze-heavy trip, a lot more networking? How would you judge this versus previous combines that you've been to in the past? I mean, it felt longer, and maybe it felt longer because there's so many, like, big looming things that need to be decided. I mean, one of them got decided today, Derek Carr, I'm sure we'll talk about that, but, you know, with so many things kind of hanging in the air, you you know, one thing I like about Indy is being able to just, you know, maybe have a beer and talk to some sources and meet meet some people and build some relationships. It was stressful this time because there's so many things that that are yet to be decided, so that felt longer, but it was good. It was just, you know... A lot of late nights and a lot of early mornings and a lot of time hanging out in Lucas Oil waiting for people to do some things. So You did a lot of hosting, too. Coming out of break, reading advertisement, burying Aaron Rodgers yeah, and right. throwing to somebody else. I mean, you did that. I did not think that I buried our friend Aaron Rodgers. Oh, we'll just keep <laughs> waiting and waiting and waiting and well, waiting. Jamie, we'll send it to you on the field. Yep, That's what you did. It's like, bro. This guy's no. life is not important to you. Come on. Keep waiting yeah. and waiting and what I waiting. Would, what I would, um, what I would, uh, don't be a mark rap. It's more like a quarterback who is like trying to find a receiver downfield. Wasn't sure what he's looking at. So like backpedals to buy time. I forgot who I was throwing to. Um, oh, so. I get that. Okay. I completely so understand. I like, All right, right, that makes sense. Then it was like, oh, it's Jamie. Oh, hi, Jamie. All right, good. Bye. Here you go. Okay, so that makes sense a lot. Yeah, I do that here a lot. Whenever you <laughs> People can tell whenever I'm trying to figure out where the hell I'm fucking headed next. We'll continue to draw out a certain sentence. But anyways, I thought you did a great job. I thought you looked fantastic. Thank Except you. for that one time, you lacked so much professionalism. Yeah. I think it's Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can't do it. I think, and then your voice kind of cracked too, as if the booze was hitting your vocal yep. cords mm-hmm. at that exact <sighs> point. Have a little professionalism, pal. Not only are you representing the NFL and the network, you're representing us out there too. Come right? on. Okay, you're representing us out there, pal. I, you know, look, I think what people need to understand is once the season ends, my compass for what day of the week it is completely disappears. 
I was pretty sure when I woke up that day it was Sunday, and I almost said it's Sunday. <laughs> I was pretty sure. Except it was not. It was literally Saturday. Also, your dog is very cute. Oh, thank you. That's Valerie. She's half pit bull, half Sharpay. She's a rescue. Uh, oh. She is the first dog that I've really had a connection with in my life. Came with the uh, girlfriend, now wife, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Has become a daddy's girl. I love her. Also got a lot of interior designers tweeting me saying, why is your TV crooked? Do you know the build of this room? <laughs> what? Do you know the shape of this room? Do you have any idea of how far the room goes that way, you don't. Nope. I mean, that's a terrible placement of the TV. Why is it cockeyed? Why is it so high? It's like, do you have any fucking idea how the house is built? You don't. Shut up. And also, mm -hmm. I'm not moving that thing every time I sit down. No, it's no, utilized no. As no, no, no. You just never want to tweet again. Well, Twitter's down. It is a little what? crooked. It looks a little crooked. No, that's just your face, Rap, okay? That's your face on the I TV. Mean, if it was a little mm -hmm. bit better, maybe I wouldn't be in attack so much. But, yeah, I enjoyed watching the coverage. Let's dive in to some stuff that is okay. taking place around the NFL. Derek Carr to the Saints. I think it was you that reported that he was leaning towards the Jets. Yep. Now he signs with the uh, Saints. That was not me. Oh, okay. Uh, you and the okay, robot. Okay, okay. Somebody reported he was leaning yep. towards the Jets. Uh, yep. And then here we are on Monday morning. He signs with the Saints. Obviously, we all remember that he took a trip to the Saints while he was still with the Raiders to see if that would be a trade facilitated. The contract allegedly was the problem. Raiders cut him. He then does a meet and greet at a house in Indianapolis for every other team. Saints end up being the home. Why is that? What is that? And how did we get here? And how close was he to anywhere else, Ian? All right, so uh, a couple of things. First of all, the Saints were the leaders throughout. Like, they were the only team that tried to trade for him. The Raiders talked to some teams. They were really the only team that had a real offer on the table. And that, and that is meaningful. Like, he remembered that. He knows that. And I think having Dennis Allen, his first head coach there, certainly makes some sense. To me, this was a no-brainer. The trade didn't happen for a variety of reasons. Contract was one. But even as he met with the Jets even as he met with the Panthers, it was always going to be uh, it was always going to be the Saints. And I'll tell you what else. I know we're going to get to the Aaron Rodgers thing. I kind of appreciated how the Jets did this, right? Because, like, these are humans. These are their lives. These are important. And the Jets were very transparent oh. with Derek Carr. Nice. We like you. We would offer you a really nice deal. We want to see what Aaron Rodgers does first. He's our number one. We love you. You're our number two. But we want to see what Rodgers does and even though he ended up not with the Jets, I think that sort of like transparency and treating people like humans goes a long way in this business. Uh, but anyway, the Saints today, he makes them a lot better. He's a legitimate starting quarterback, and they will make the contract work. I saw Stephen A. Smith uh, give his reaction yeah. upon learning of the news. I do not care. <laughs> yep. Derek Carr has been in the NFL for nine years. He has zero playoff wins. He's been there twice lost twice, and I know he couldn't finish one of the games. Derek Carr still viewed as upper echelon quarterback, you believe, in league circles? Because Stephen A. said that. I'm not saying I believe that, but when he said that, that made me think, like, oh, I guess that is a pretty valid point. Yeah. Still viewed, like, like teams very much were in the Derek Carr sweepstakes and the running and wanted Derek Carr as their guy. And what did the Saints pay him? Do you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Saints paid him. Uh, it's a four-year deal. It's going to look odd because it's spread out uh, in like a, a way that makes their cap work, right? It's, you know, it, it's going to be substantial. I should get it soon. If I get it when we're off the air, I will come back and talk about it because I know you hate that. 
Um, but I should be getting Just it happened What was that? Commanders. Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Right after 20 seconds after you walked out of our out of the Thunderdome. 20 seconds. You might have done it from our fucking parking lot. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think you did. I think you did. How about me running into Carson Wentz in Indy? Just hanging out with his agents in the middle of the table where every other reporter and agent were. Just, just sitting there having a nice dinner. I, I like that move. Well, it's gonna be, people you're there. You it's it's going to be hard for Carson Wentz to get a corner spot in Indianapolis, I think, with how this whole thing went. Yep. But um, I assume it's difficult for you as well. Congrats to Derek Carr. It'll be like a six-year deal. Four years real or seven-year deal with three-year voided years? Uh, it'll be – I think it'll be a four-year deal, uh, and I would expect substantial guarantees through the first two years. Okay. That's what I would expect. Um, we'll see what it ends up being, but it's going to be a lot. And t- but just to answer your question about, like, how good he is, first of all, he broke his leg one year when he was heading with a really good team into the playoffs. Um, it's not I'm his sorry. fault. I was there. Second no, of all, it's really more – to me, it's really more like – what is Derek Carr compared to the market? Like, is he the best quarterback you can get? Is he better than Garoppolo? Like, that's an interesting argument. But you could definitely make the argument that he was the best quarterback available. And who else are the Saints going to get? They're picking like 29 or something. Okay, so let's move along. Uh, Let's talk about Jimmy G. He's going to the Raiders or the Dolphins. I've heard the Dolphins now. They're shopping. They're looking for a quarterback. Are they looking for a young quarterback with the whole Tua's not fifth-year option, not picked up, and Josina Anderson's report that her sources are saying they're exploring all options at quarterback. Obviously, we all have massive respect for Josina, but is there a chance Josina's – not Josina. Is there a chance Garoppolo is back with McDaniels? Uh, McDaniel or McDaniels? Is that how this is kind of looking for Jimmy G in the future? Uh, I would be a little surprised, not doubting anyone's information. Would not want to make Josina mad. I would be a little surprised if the Dolphins right were right, shopping actually. for a starting quarterback. I would expect them to add Ooh. to the quarterback room. I would be surprised, based on what I know, if they were looking for anyone besides Tua to be their starter. You know, the fifth-year option is one thing. Daniel Jones got his fifth-year option declined, and the Giants are still working on a long-term deal that would pay him a lot, a lot of money, probably something that starts with a four. So fifth-year option is a business decision, but I expect Tua to be their starter. You know, the Raiders and Garoppolo make some sense. Uh, if the Jets don't get Rodgers, that makes some sense too. Panthers also make – like, Garoppolo is in a really good spot. I think he's going to have several offers. The money will – will be enough to where it's certainly more than respectable, but like he's a good solid starter. Um, And for the jets, like if he's just, let's say he's the 16th best quarterback, 16th to 20th in the NFL. To me, that makes the jets a playoff contender based on what they have around them. Yeah, they, and they don't have to give anything up, obviously, because Jimmy will be yeah. a free agent. Let's talk about the other two teams you chatted about. What you? What is it? What happened? I have no more coffee. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Rappy want coffee. <laughs> Rappy okay. need coffee. What's, so, li- what's, so what's June doing over there? So you have yeah. a buzzer where your family brings coffee yeah, like down a, for you? An electric collar? Uh, it, you know, the TV world is weird, and I know you know this. Please when you're know. at events, like the Combine, for instance, and you're chained in, you have to stay in an area, people are constantly like, can I get you something? Can I get you coffee? I know you can't leave here. That says we'll get you something. Yep. And then I come home and I'm like, hey, Leah, can I get coffee? And she'll look at me like I have like Keurig. six toes. She's like, yeah, you know where the kitchen is, buddy. Yeah. Keurig is right. Do you? Yeah. You just put the cup in, yeah. boom, Please. press the size, make sure you have the cup in there. Right. Yeah, you network right. folks are really spoiled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, what you get? I got a chance to experience that with game day. It's awesome. Hey, can, is, <laughs> there a, is there a five-hour energy anywhere? <laughs> yeah. 
Just Hold on. Sprints off I the mean, stage. Whatever you need. Sprints back. Yeah. Bang. You want cherry? Yeah. Berry? Why is that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so thankful. This is fantastic. I can see how you can fall in the trap to being a diva, yeah. which you have done, mm-hmm. right. and obviously Big going time. home. So, Jimmy G, potentially to Raiders, Jets, Panthers. He has a plethora of options yeah. depending upon what Aaron Rodgers does. Is that where everybody's waiting? And you said the Jets told the truth to Derek Carr. Hey, we like you. We'd like you on our team. We don't know if the report of him being a future Hall of Famer is accurate or not whenever he toured the Jets and talked to the Jets. But all eyes are on Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron wants to do, and then the next steps will go. Is that the Raiders as well? Who's who's all in in that, that game? Yeah, I, I have a little bit of – I'm not saying it's not going to happen because if Aaron Rodgers tells the Raiders, I want to play for the Raiders, that will be a that will be a discussion and any team would have to and should consider that. But it feels to me like they're a little more like – on the looking for a long-term option more than a short-term option, right? Um, so to me, it looks more likely the Jets or retire or back to Green Bay. Um, you know, I've sort of said from the beginning, like the longer he waits, the more likely it is it's going to be the Packers. You could do a deal, but these are complicated. It doesn't happen in one day. Um, sadly, I do not know what he's going to do. Are you sure you don't um, want to just make it up? Don't you normally do that? Just get what you normally do. No, I'll wait. I'll wait. Uh, is he scheduled for tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. I have not. I have not even asked. I do not know that question. I do not. Are, would you? you like him to be? Would you? Would you? Would you do you? Would you I mean, like? I would easier. rather he call me and tell me <laughs> in person. But that would be this. You'd be the second best option. Oh, that's well. I have no idea. I have no. I've gone very hands off in that whole thing because that is a very important storyline for multiple teams. Oh yeah. At this particular stage. So you think it's Jets, Packers, or retire for Aaron Rodgers at this yeah. moment? But if he came back and said, for instance, hey, Miami, I'd like to be your quarterback, they would have to think about that? I mean, that's a tough one because – here's the problem. It's the same problem all the time. He's Aaron Rodgers. And so you can have – it was the same thing with Brady a couple years ago, except Rodgers is younger, right? Right. Um, if Aaron Rodgers tells you he wants you, like right. you better consider it because he's Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, that is what everyone's waiting on, and it's you know everyone's fine. Like it's not hard or whatever, but it is holding up some business because you want to know what he's going to do. Connor has a question for you, Ian. Yeah, Rapshi, because of how many teams need quarterbacks, did you get a sense after the combine or during the combine that there more teams are thinking about trading up now that they've kind of established who's going to be the top guys in the draft this year? Yeah. I mean, it was the quarterback performances were good. And of course, you know, I talked to someone who watched every snap of CJ Stroud during the season. I talked to him this morning about, you know, how great CJ was during the combine. And the response I got was like, well, yeah, he was like that during the season. I get it. Combine hits a little different. I think for Anthony Richardson, it hit a little different too. Um, We could see three in the top five. We could see four in the top 10. I think the number one pick is worth a lot. Um, and Ryan Poles does have a fascinating decision. Does he wait, wait, wait and see if the value increases or does he do a deal now, meaning in the next week or so, before free agency, get them settled, they know what they have, maybe a player is part of the deal, so maybe they get a player they won't have to chase in free agency. Like there's, you know, there is a possibility that it happens this week, which I think would spice things up. Oh, is it? A, it's a swap this year. Then they want a 24 and a 25 one, I think is what was floating around the internet of what the Bears are asking for. So that would be three ones, including a swap of this year? Yeah, so, right, swap, two ones, and then probably, like, more. 
and, and, and I'll tell you what else. Hell so yeah. the Panthers are one of the, the Panthers are one of the teams interested, right? But if the Bears have to go all the way to nine, there's a possibility that takes them out of the like really premium premium players because nine is far away, right? So maybe it costs a little more to go all the way back to nine than it would to go to four or seven or maybe eight. I don't know what the Falcons are doing. Um, they're tough to figure Lions. out, but like it'll cost more if the if the Bears go all the way back. Do you think us sitting at four will be able to sit back and get one of these top three quarterbacks, or do you think that uh, front first four will be four quarterbacks? I think so, but I wouldn't bet my life on it. So That's that what Ballard's saying. That's what Ballard's kind of thinking about right now, right? He came out and said that you, he doesn't think you have to trade up to one to get the guy that you want. But there's a chance that people will trade up to three, two, and one right. to, to get to quarterbacks, well, right? Isn't that a, that's a real correct. thought. Yeah, and Ballard is always extremely patient. He hates to be the aggressor, hates to jump in. But, like, this is tough because if, you're, if you have three top quarterbacks and you're at four, the Cardinals can go, hey, look, we'll take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or whoever, or you could just trade us. So, like, we may see a, three, a, a four to three swap just to make sure the Colts get their guy. Ooh. Because if seven Raiders, you said, they jump right. up to three. Yeah. and then, That's the issue. And then Panthers or Falcons jump up to one. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you got quarterback, 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 and you're sitting there just waiting, uh, man, hoping yeah. that you're the guy that you liked out of everybody is still there. Has anything changed? Uh, Tone digs one half of the hammer. Down. Cowboys hammered down, obviously, a gambling podcast that comes out of the Thunderdome every single day right over there. He said that Anthony Richardson's number one overall odds went from plus 10,000 to plus 500. Okay? So that goes from an incredible bet where you bet 100, you win 1,000. 10,000. 10, mm-hmm. To you bet 100, you win 500. That is the difference in that entire game there. Is that what you're hearing in conversation, or is that still all TBD with the top three guys? Yeah, I would surpri- I'd be really, really surprised if he goes one. But if you told me – so, like, coming into the draft, I would say I knew, which is not really no, but you kind of think, all right, well, this is a guy who probably goes in the teens, maybe in the 20s. He's a little bit of a, you know, not a project, but might take a little time. I would not be surprised if he goes in the top ten now. If you told me he goes to oh, shit. He's going. Seattle at five, waits a year behind Geno, I'd be like, you know what? It makes some sense. Oh. Are you hearing I mean, that or punditry? Is this insider information or punditry? I mean, I, I know Seattle likes him. I know they like a lot of the guys. I know they were having conversations with all the top quarterbacks, as were, you know, the Texans, the Colts, the Seahawks. The Raiders, the Falcons, the Panthers. So all those teams had quarterback conversations. I'm just saying, like that, like that would be a great spot for him, and he wouldn't have to play right away. Gino and the Seahawks close to a deal, or that's been going on for a while now, right? Because Pro Bowl week, I think they started talking, and they still don't have a deal done. What's the difference there? What's going on there? Uh, still do not have a deal done. I know they're trying. I know it would make sense to do a deal. You know, I don't, I don't. It would be probably a shorter term deal would be my guess. Um, and that makes sense. But it would, you know, for Gino, if he makes, you know, even if he's on the tag, like he, I think he's going to get tagged. But even if he's on the tag, mm. then 30. it's double what yeah. he's made in his no, entire career. Was that 30? Um, 32. Got it. Um, so either way, he's going to be in good shape. You just like that long term, you know, security of a, 
three-year deal with some guarantees into year two. And, like, it's a good situation for a rookie, too, because Gino's a really good human, so, like, he will help. But he's earned his payday, too, you know? Yeah, I think we're all happy for Gino getting paid. I just thought a deal was going to get done very easily with the way it was being talked at the beginning yeah. of that whole thing. We talk about quarterback getting franchise tag, $32 million non-exclusive franchise tag. 41 I think, is the exclusive franchise tag or something like that. It'd be a little more, right? Should be 44, 45. Okay. Have to look it you up. tell I me. I think it's a little more. Yeah. Say that's a $13 million difference in one year. That is huge. Obviously, you take taxes into that. That's a $6.5 million difference mm-hmm. in one year. That's a big deal. Lamar Jackson's getting tagged by tomorrow. The GM and ownership are down in Miami negotiating with Lamar. We're not able to gain any ground after a year of negotiating. That's being reported by your compadre, Tom Pelissero. Uh, GM Eric DaCosta met recently in Jackson's hometown of Miami in hopes of working towards a deal. But after more than a year of negotiating, the sides remain apart, and the situation appears headed towards a franchise tag on Tuesday. Great reporting, Tom Palacero. Here we go, Arrow. Now, follow up on that. They've negotiated for a deal and can't get it uh, for a year and haven't been able to get a deal done. Is it just guaranteed money? Lamar Jackson expects the guaranteed money because that's what the comps are. This is what Deshaun got. I've mm. done a lot more. I expect that. Is there a thought that Lamar maybe doesn't want to be in Baltimore? Baltimore doesn't want to get a deal done. They're just kind of making it appear as if they want to get a deal done for their fans who love Lamar Jackson. And will it be a non-exclusive or an exclusive franchise tag placed on Lamar tomorrow? Kind of just let you take that all in however you may. Uh, okay, so they did go down to visit Lamar face-to-face. And remember, he doesn't have an agent, so this is, you know, Eric Tacosta face-to-face with Lamar and, you know, presumably his mother also involved. I know she's been involved in a lot of other facets of his life, um, including giving birth to him. Um, oh! You know, it's, well, I mean, the guy was literally born. Um, I do not feel from the people I've spoken with that Lamar Jackson has really been engaged and going back and forth with them. It feels to me like the Ravens present an offer, he thinks about it, and then everyone kind of waits. So I think that's why, you know, as opposed to, let's say, like Daniel Jones and the Giants, um, they have talked extensively for the last week. They don't have a deal yet, but there is a little bit of optimism there because they've kept talking. It's like the opposite with Lamar and the Ravens. The Ravens talk. Lamar has not really engaged. So I don't think a deal is getting done. As far as the type of – and by the way, I believe they do want him there. This is not just for their fans. He is their guy. They just would like – I think they would like to be done and all this to be over. I don't know for sure which tag. I could make an argument either way. Um, huh. Even if Do they, they know, you think? Tag. Interesting. Uh, I had a Ravens person – this morning say they're not going to make a firm decision until tomorrow. My guess is they have a sense of where they're going, but it's not going to be public until tomorrow. And because he has no agent, that's probably the way it'll, probably the way it'll stay. Um, but either way, the fuck does that have to do with anything? Well, because usually if, with them franchise tagging Lamar, because no, like no, you don't need usually, to just, I'm saying usually the agents will get it out there if something happens, but because there's no one talking, Got it. It'll probably come out tomorrow. We would like to let Lamar know, if you want anything said, we'll say it. Yes. Real loud. Mm-hmm. Right real away. pride. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's go. watching. He might be watching. I doubt Stop it. But Lamar. if anybody knows him, please get let this. Him know. Yeah, let him know. Along. We will. I will say this. The Thunderdome is a lovely place. Thank you. He should visit. 
He should. Him and Steichen would be fantastic. But is that what teams are thinking? You think there's teams out there that are thinking if the non-exclusive tag is placed, they will certainly give up two first-rounders to Baltimore and pay Lamar Jackson whatever he's thinking. Is that happening right now or no? Like the Carolina Panthers, for instance. They have the second richest owner in sports. They obviously have a good one this year. I assume they have one next year. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And the next year, like, would that be a place that would potentially pay him? Like, where would be a spot if he was putting the non-exclusive tag that would give the Baltimore Ravens two first-rounders and be able to pay Lamar, you think? So the the non-exclusive tag would get the Ravens two first-rounders for Lamar Jackson. I would counter with, is that enough? Like, if they get the exclusive tag and he signs it, they can trade him and ask for more. So, like, Russell Wilson went Ooh. for two ones and more, right? Two so, two it sounds like they're going to put the exclusive tag on him. Thank you. We just got through the bullshit. I can make an argument for both. Got it. They're putting yep, the exclusive, exclusive. tag mm-hmm. on I don't know. But I'm just saying, for me, if I'm the Ravens, don't I say, isn't he worth more than two first-round picks? He's worth a lot. And then it's like, who's the team? It would take someone unbelievably committed, unbelievably committed to Lamar Jackson. And I've looked and I've not found that team just yet. What? Atlanta. I've checked Atlanta. I'm not, I would never rule out anything ever. I just don't get the sense anything is imminent there. Okay, so maybe that's why they might do the non-exclusive because they don't think that anybody, if just two, you save yourself with 13 million. Ah, that's why you're saying both maybe. Okay, got it. I'm happy we worked through that. I'm happy we worked through that. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Rap Sheet, news came out today that the uh, Titans are shopping Derrick Henry. Do you think that's actually plausible? Because it looks like they are kind of just tearing everything down and, and rebuilding. And do you expect like several kind of marquee names to be either traded or released in the coming days here? Uh, yeah, we will get definitely get some releases. Um, and what you know what happens this time of year is is you get really good older veterans like. Uh, Kendricks, Eric Kendricks was a good one today from Pelissero. Do a big salary, coming up in age, has been an awesome player. You know, with that one, I don't know that they offered him a pay cut, but I think what happens a lot of times is if you really respect a guy, you don't offer him a pay cut. You say, like, we're just going to release you early, go sign with someone, you know? Um, but I think we'll get a lot of that in the, in the coming days. Um, the Derrick Henry thing, I have not specifically corroborated, corroborated that they are shopping him. It would make sense considering he's in the last year of his deal. I assume he would want a new a new deal. I assume he would want guaranteed money. And he's an older running back, so I don't know where the Titans stand on that. Um, having conversations would make sense. You know, would someone trade a, a real draft pick and give Derrick Henry a contract extension? That's a that's an argument over value that I that is an interesting one. What is it, 16.1 sure million? Cap it. Six, 10 dead. 10 dead, 16.1 million. Uh, cap it. <clears throat> Come on up to Indianapolis, Derek. Ooh. Yeah, you know in good. the division? You already got that. a guy, though. Nope. You got a guy. Not enough. Not when you're running side. I agree. What's better than one guy? when you're running side cards with Anthony Richardson as your quarterback. Boom. Boom. boom, boom AR boom. in the middle. What? Bang. Derrick Henry on one side. What? Jonathan Taylor on the other. Boom. Then you got Jelani Woods, six foot seven, tight end, mm-hmm. kind of leaking out of the box for a little. All <laughs> AR's got to hit is just a middle seam. Yep. Simple. And then a deep ball so with is, Pittman. Is that your we, guy? Is Richardson your guy? I just, I don't know if we're trading up. I don't know if we're going to trade up. Like, that's an interesting, like, unless Jim Irsay, who posted a 420 
standard deaf video That's right. uh, from I mean, his plane this morning. <laughs> he During the Combine Week in the city in which he owns the team, mm-hmm. he had a concert in Las Vegas. Yep. So I don't know how dialed in to the whole process Ursay is or if he's hands-off on Chris, letting Chris Ballard do his thing. But, like, Jim Ursay might want to trade up to make a play. But I don't know if Chris Ballard necessarily that's in his MO to do to give away two right. ones yeah. in the future. Doesn't, it, it, it doesn't not, – again, never rule anything out, but it does not feel like a Chris Ballard move. And the way C.J. Stroud was spinning it this weekend, and yeah. if he throws like that, if that's how he throws every single game, and then you watch the Georgia game, and we got to see it up close, it's like yeah. that's a Sunday guy. Well, you yeah. go to one or two to get him probably. And people are talking about Bryce Young, like he's just the most talented guy, even though he's five foot ten, He's an unbelievable talent. If you have belief you can protect him, he'll be a guy. So, like – in my world, the reason why I think I'm all in on Anthony Richardson is because it feels like at four he might still be around. Like that—that that is how I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, and, and if he is, if you want, we I are. Mean, look at what Shane Steichen did, on, and I got to run because I got to do some TV, and I'm not even dressed yet. But oh, I mean, shit. I'm dressed, but I'm not dressed. Dressed. Mm-hmm. Um, no pants. If you want someone to coach Anthony Richardson, having the guy who helped turn Jalen Hurts into an MVP. Candidate would probably be pretty good. You're right. You're our MVP candidate. Good luck out there. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Rapport. Yeah, the Titans are kind of in a rebuild mode, and we got to remember that when a new general manager comes in, they look at all the books, all the payments, all the players, and they decide whether or not the previous GM made good decisions or if it's how they would like their legacy to be remembered. We can act like egos go into everything, don't want to automatically say that that's what's going on with Ran. Carthen. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Rand Carthen, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers. But you got to remember when you get a general manager role or a job, especially for the first time, you've always had visions of how you would build the team. I like this position to have depth. I like this one to maybe have a carousel of guys that's running back position. I don't want to spend 8% of the salary cap on a running back. I don't want to do that. So you see a lot of turnover normally when a brand new GM from outside comes in. There's also the, I didn't sign that guy, so that person's getting credit to the previous GM if they do well, that humans and egos could potentially have, which we all have experienced in our lives, and we've all seen take place. When there's a new position of power, that person usually would like to build it in their way so they can, they can get all of the credit. Not saying that's what's happening with Rand. There's a multitude of things we just laid out there. Derrick Henry being shopped. Taylor Lewan was cut. Randy Bullock, the kicker, is allegedly on the market. Bud Dupree is going to be gone. Robert Woods is mm-hmm. going to be gone. Yep. And Tannehill, Rand Carthen, was asked about him at the uh, Combine. He said, I know the quarterback position is an important one. I just need you to know he's currently under contract with the Tennessee Titans. It's like, well, sounds like he's not going to be under contract with the Tennessee Titans for that long. And that does not mean that Malik Willis is going to be the guy either because, once again, Rand did not bring in Malik Willis, even though he is certainly cheaper. Go ahead, Tom. When that graphic uh, got brought up, there's a lot of Titans on there. There's also a lot of Rams on that. Rams are seemingly rebuilding. Allen Robinson is allowed to get traded or seek trade options. Uh, Bobby Wagner was cut a couple days ago. That became obviously a big storyline. Jalen Ramsey is allegedly on the market. Come on to Indy, Jalen. Do whatever you got to do. Leonard Floyd on his way. The Rams rebuilding completely. Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Sean McVay. 
Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. All still around, though. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they have their big pillars, their big money people, and then now without a lot of picks, they're going to try to rebuild this whole thing. Excited to see the picks they get in return yeah. for whoever they trade and what they decide to do with that. But there's a couple teams that are in rebuild, reload mode, and obviously the Rams and Titans are two of them. It'd be yeah, funny well, if they ahead. came out with a new shirt. It was just like, fuck them picks for a couple years. And then we'll trade some guys and get some picks back. Fuck those big contracts. Yeah. <laughs> Need those picks. Fuck those big contracts. What are you going to say? Uh, Jordo Schultz was reporting it, so take it with a grain of salt. But Whoa, uh, I also oh, did geez. see that the Rams are very interested in bringing Baker yeah. back. So I also wonder if they're not completely sold on. Like uh, they, they don't want to do Stafford wrong. In any, but we've talked about his injury like time and time again. Like Is he going to be able to play all next year? Or are they in their mind's eye thinking, like, hey, Baker – you know, guys liked him. Coaches liked him. He he performed pretty well while he was here. Like, why should we bring him back? And is there a chance that he's going to be our starter for a good chunk of next season? To this, you brought up Stafford, so it made me think. And we were talking about Derek Carr earlier and what Stephen A. Smith said about him and stuff like that. Whoa, no. whoa! Stafford won a Super Bowl. He did. Yeah, yeah. After he left Detroit. True. Like, is is Derek Carr similar, or we just, or is he not? I don't know. Arm talent, I don't think we view Derek Carr the same way that we viewed Matthew no. Stafford. Now, I have not watched every single Raiders game like I watched every Lions game, though, with Matthew Stafford True, playing yeah. because Foxy's there. So I don't know if I have just missed it or not seen it, but, like, Stafford's arm talent, it was always yeah. like, mm-hmm. number one, yeah. number there's a guy. Here's a question. Are players saying that Derek Carr is like an absolute dog? Because everyone said that about Stafford, even though he hadn't won any playoffs games. Yeah, so you kind of have your anti-Stafford agenda. Okay. You? Me? Yeah, always have because big Ben Roethlisberger gets viewed as a worse quarterback than Matthew Stafford. I don't think that's true. Well, in some people's eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. In some people's eyes, sure, they view sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. Exactly. So that, <laughs> yeah. that, makes, that, proves, that mean, proves my point. I mean, if he was in Detroit, they'd probably had fucking – at least a Super Bowl. No. Who, Big Ben? Yeah. Well, Big Ben was in Detroit, won a Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> Boom. <Good> Boom. <laughs> Boom. By the way. Oh, and Carr at the Saints. They're Happy, all, birthday, Happy birthday, Ben. Happy birthday, Ben. Happy birthday, Ben. A couple days ago. By the way, Ben has not been brought up on the show in some time. Hey, thank you for all the love, dude. Obviously, we're from Pittsburgh, so we witnessed you from straight out of college at Ohio all the way through your entire run. Mm-hmm. Had some hiccups, of course, but you're becoming an adult in front of the entire world. We appreciate the hell out of you, and we love football. Love oh, football. Yeah. Love love football. Great show. Thanks for the love. It's an incredible podcast. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to chat and have a beer with you someday. What are you going to say, Connor? Uh, I was going to say, well, now the Saints, like Derek Carr's the best quarterback in that division. Yeah. Maybe, yes. you know, maybe it, it could be similar to Stafford. They might go on a run and be awesome. but Not Ritter? Uh, you know, Raider, I mean, the Falcons are looking at a quarterback. He's out, yeah. So, yeah Atlanta's looking at another quarterback. Take that how you want to. Uh, would you trade for, as the Colts just next year's first up to three to make sure that you're getting one of those top three guys? Just to go up one spot. You can always get a first back. True. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I feel like you can always get a Got pick. a left guard you can trade. That's a. <sighs> yeah, you yeah. probably even get a top ten pick. That's a whole another conversation yeah, about who we all. We, <laughs> we have to go. With a rookie quarterback. Have to. Because we don't have money. Yeah, and if you stay at four, you might not get those top three Because the people we paid yes. all got paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. and then we're picking number four still. Yeah, yep. paid the wrong guy. So, Four's a tough space to be, huh? Yeah, and this year's with draft. three guys, yeah. Three would have been awesome. Like Stetson Bennett, he mm-hmm. might be a guy. Yeah. He yeah. literally might. Will Levis might be a guy. Duggan. Duggan ran a 4-5 or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
scooting. Hey, <laughs> that might be the new red rocket, the yeah. way this guy ran his fucking 40. Look, that's Max Duggan, the yeah. dog right there. Big son of a bitch, too. Straight out of fucking coal. There was a coal in Iowa. What? Council Bluffs. Yeah, what was it? Coal Town? Train Town. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, not Train Town. It's right Trains. on the border of Iowa and Nebraska. It's, I mean, it's a rough area. And he's running 4 5 2. Mm-hmm. Was throwing the ball a little bit, obviously. But it feels like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson are the consensus top three. Bonafide. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So sitting at four is certainly an interesting place to be whenever you need a rookie quarterback. And you got an owner that's doing a concert in Vegas, raising money, mm-hmm. shout out, and a GM that does not like to trade. No. I'm very fascinated how it all unfolds. Especially with kind of the question marks around Jalen Carter now because I think before all this stuff happened going into the combine, it was kind of known like, Hey, yeah, the quarterbacks are great, but like this guy is number one on everyone's board. He's the best player in this draft. So, you know, if if teams needed a quarterback, like this guy is still going to go into the in the top three or the top five or whatever. And now all this stuff happens. So teams like is he going to slip down a little bit more? Teams more inclined to move up and draft the quarterback. Have we ever had that guy just get arrested during the combine in another state? I don't think so. I can't remember anything like that. They never got arrested, but last year they was it the draft night or was it um, the combine night when? Uh, Quay Walker and D- was it DeAndre Wyatt were in that car wreck. Um, well, they still both went first round. They yeah, they, I wasn't sure when it was, but they also weren't arrested. Well, it was just combine time. It, it might be early enough too for everybody to forget. Yeah, true. Yeah. It might be it done might by although, out although by his his this one's pretty serious. Very serious. Yeah. So it's like you know, sad. Yeah, very very sad. sad. And I think that weighs like the the weight of it all mm-hmm. is very very heavy that he's even being brought into that situation and there'll be teams that say oh we don't right yeah still need him yeah, yeah. good point mm-hmm. got a hole on our d-line people forget whenever he mm-hmm. makes four or five sacks exactly. we'll just well, and that's what like on. on the back of that now people are saying that you know they look deeper and oh yeah he he got arrested you know going 90 and like uh, a 45 or one so it's like well is this a pattern like is this something that we're really gonna have to you poor know, decision maker yeah, exactly all that, all that kind of stuff. stuff yeah it comes into question but the NFL is a be-who-you-can-afford-to-be type For operation. Sure. We don't like it. We're just telling you the reality of the business yep. that we chat about. To Ty's point, he could have and still can, could have went to the, a bear, the Bears or the Cardinals. But like if Will Anderson, he doesn't, he's not a 4-3 outside guy, but he could be with the Cardinals, pew, 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 yeah. if yep. they want to stay at three and go Will Anderson. But Will Anderson Shots. being there with Jalen Carter makes somebody feel more apt to have to take them earlier. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that that's kind of like, uh, can we spend a four on this guy, exactly. a three on this guy? That would be, if we, number three overall, this guy just, yeah. that would mm-hmm. be, uh, that's a real, I don't know. It's a conundrum. I'll be excited. This draft process, this draft cycle will be a blast to follow along with. We got to get to a break. Watch Chris Rock's thing. Oh, yeah, live. I, I dozed in and out of it. How was it? I dozed in. I'm gonna be. I dozed in and out. Okay. I don't. I wasn't always a big Chris Rock guy, so sure. I don't know like his style. No sex in the champagne room. Yeah, that came out like a long, long time, yeah, ago. long time. Madagascar. Ago. Yeah, Chappelle. You know, I think at that age, when that potentially came out, like Chappelle is the greatest of all time. So mm-hmm. like, I think he kind of took a lot of the energy from, I'll say me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like the Chappelle show was the thing. So I'm not sure that I was really hunting. Like, like Ron White, Chappelle. I forget who else. Cat. Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those. Dane Cook at that time. Like those were the comedians, I think, that I was mostly focused on. Yeah. So I didn't really know Chris Rock stuff. 
His tone is an interesting one. It's an interesting. He's real aggressive up there. Like yeah. he will speak like pretty aggressively mm-hmm. and go. He covered every single subject. It felt like he was attempting to go after everything that is cancelable. So you got to respect that type of uh, gumption to go on a stage and yeah. do it. Um, the Will Smith stuff at the end was obviously the the home run hitter. Right. Bobbled a word. Bounced back. I thought a lot of people said, you know. You're both a bunch of bitches. What are we even? Yeah. What are we even talking about? But I think it was nice to kind of get his version of the whole thing. The way it was being talked about, though, was as if he was a journalist standing on a stage, mm. recount as opposed to a comedian telling jokes, trying mm-hmm. to make people laugh. That was my biggest issue. It was like, oh, there's an entire generation of people that think of comedians as journalists because, like, John Stewart is a comedian right. mm-hmm. who's also a journalist. And Chappelle covers very serious topics in a comedic fashion. And Bill Burr covers very... Got to remember jokes. Like, these were all supposed to be ha-ha-ha. Make you laugh. Ha-ha-ha stuff. Not like Barbara Walters reporting something. Right. So, like, I think that is a fascinating... We're in a fascinating time, I think, with comedy in the audiences. Personally, that's what I think. I was just trying to think of who else. The original kings of comedy were around that time, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bernie mm-hmm. and Cedric. How about and Harry Har- Spears? How about Steve, though? Harvey just becoming like... There's a milk and cookies joke in there that... All-time. I mean, if we're just going to talk about, like, all-time jokes, yeah. There's, no, I was just saying. <laughs> there's all-time jokes. Yeah, I was just saying. Fucking give it a chance. Chris Rock, though, he took a shot at everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he took a shot at everything. I dozed once. I fell asleep. And will I go back and watch it all? Mm, probably not. Yeah. He's taking a lot of flack on Twitter. Big yeah. time. But I think there's also a lot of people that, like, would have rathered. No, like, it's comedy. Yeah. Oh. I saw, yeah. Like, it's comedy. Half like, these I people saw are trying was... to fucking, like, Chris Rock is trying to make people laugh. Right. In the theater. He's mm-hmm. trying to make people laugh. The half I saw was a lot of that stuff, and it seemed like the other half was like, this just isn't that funny. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you don't think something's funny, fine. Right. But to just, like, and I guess that's kind of the state of comedy right now. True. But to just get grossly offended and like, it's like, Can't oh, have it. he's attempting to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. If you don't think he's funny, that's completely okay. Do now. But like, let's not just let our life revolve around getting pissed off at a clown mm-hmm. doing stuff, trying to make people laugh, which is the world that we're in. I think Netflix should have gave the first live thing to like, you know, Killers, like yeah. cerebral killers. Yeah, it's Dave. Like Chappelle, Bill Burr, they're under the Netflix umbrella. Like, why not just let these cerebral just go out there and do their thing? You yeah, know what I mean? I thought Chappelle is because he didn't, his contract was up. Wasn't that last special? Could certainly renegotiate yeah. one. Yeah, that is yeah, how business works. But, helpful. like, I would have loved to have seen the. It, instant reaction to a non-edited stand-up, which is what live... That's the difference right. between live and obviously what everybody sees is there's a lot of takes. We'll get this one's the best setup. This one's the best punch. This one's the most clean. This one's the best landed with this audience. Like, there is something to editing a piece of content as opposed to just live, which we are every day. Yeah. I would have liked to seen Because I've never seen Chappelle live. Mm-hmm. I would like to see how... You know what I mean? Yeah, how the sausage gets made. Kind yeah, of. yeah. I would have yeah. liked to seen that. I think I wish they would have been able to do that, but obviously, who knows if they didn't want to pay him enough, which doesn't make any sense because I think they paid him 
a shit ton of money, and the Netflix CEO has been very yeah yeah. We are going to we're stick. in his corner. Yeah, yeah we are going to stick those with people. It. Yeah, that's a good point though. I had never thought about that about uh, like John Stewart and John Oliver and like how like a lot comedy now and even with like the late night hosts and stuff like it has be kind like blurred the lines between. Like, oh, this is so politically charged, and like, where is the comedy? Like, it, I had never thought of it like that, but that is a good point. It's like, a real thing. There's so much of that shit now where it really is like, yeah, there, there are jokes involved for sure, but like, the jokes are kind of the back Angles. burner. Yeah, 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 narratives, yeah, everything like that. Yeah. And pick that, that clip from Jon Stewart this weekend. Yeah, that was pretty good. good clip. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. So, so drag shows mm-hmm. are not an infringement of free freedom of speech on the entertainer or whatever. Well, we have a duty to protect the children. Where? Oh, what? What was that? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Mm-hmm. John Stewart, dog. Yeah, he is. He's not afraid of it. When he no. left the Daily Show, America got worse. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know the problem is. I think it's his new show, or yeah, the problem Apple. with and everything like that. A lot of people aren't going all the way. Yeah, no. In Same, there well, yeah, not free. That was a great, great, call. oh yeah, great piece. Oh yeah, that is hypocrisy at its highest it's order. It. Now it's not an opinion. I'm not not an opinion. No, I'm not this just saying fact. it, yeah. <laughs> dude. It was good. Yeah, I thought about that guy just getting into a full pretzel. Oh man, John Stewart had feel so good too. Mm-hmm. Got him. Set got the him. trap. Got him. Set the trap for him. <laughs> yeah, he jumped right. Couldn't wait to get the cheese. Mm-hmm. Let me mm-hmm. jump all the way into that thing. And as soon as he's in there, John Stewart, you see his entire. Mm-hmm. Sir, you are. In the Thunderdome. Gotcha. Yeah. You are right. here. It's wild. But I, that's the only reason why I thought of that, though, is because Twitter was acting as if Chris Rock was a journalist mm-hmm. as opposed to a comedian. And yeah, not all sure. of Twitter. Obviously, there's people going to bat for Chris Rock. But a lot of people. Large portion. And I don't pay attention, I guess, to the comedy world enough. I started doing some research. I guess that's just how it is now. Yeah. Like, like people get very offended by jokes. Because mm-hmm. there's no separation of comedy. Sorry. It's tough. And hate. Right. You know, mm-hmm. everybody assumes if you're making jokes about something, you must hate that person. So I must be offended. And the person telling the joke, I would assume is like, yeah, maybe I do hate that person. But also just trying to make people laugh here. Yep. So I'm trying. It's a wild world they live in. Happy I'm not in it. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of portions of the world that are pretty wild right now, especially over the past three years. One specific portion. Some people showing up dead in their apartment. Who might These have guys something can't help to do. himself, can he? Yeah, I have to. When we're talking about parts of the internet, this is a massive part of the internet this week. Jay weekend. Stewart had a take okay. on that, too. That was pretty, pretty good. Jeez. Yeah, the COVID thing's interesting, isn't it? A huge conversation right now going on. And I, Just because we even said that right now, the, Google and YouTube's probably going to put across the bottom. <laughs> COVID fact yeah, check still, 2BD. Yeah, absolutely. Which is what I have to do anytime something like that makes it into my Twitter feed, because there's... For you, yep, in following, following now. That's right. So things are popping up in my for you that I guess like people that I follow are interested in. Looking at, I was because that's what like Instagram is right. The explore page is people that you follow, exactly. what they're interested in. Like, hey, this could be for you or whatever. Like, that's kind of I think that's how the Instagram thing works. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, based on what you're looking at too, because like they time how long when you're scrolling if you stop on something. Yeah, there's a bunch of math involved. Exactly. Yeah. It's- and the people that work at the place don't even know. No, they have no, no. idea. The algorithm has a mind of its own. Yeah. But the for you section, something things have been making their way in there. COVID made a couple appearances this weekend. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, all right, they're putting it in the for you. So that would mean that it ha- would have to be accurate, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if it wasn't accurate and they're flooding people's timelines, because I don't follow these people, and it's like, hey, here's something for you, and it's not accurate, then Twitter is 100% 
spreading. The reason yes. why it's happening. So I, I was intrigued by that whole thing as well, how it's kind of unfolding. And Twitter is back up and operating, by yeah. the way. Congrats it's, to Twitter. Wait, you go Twitter. Making it through. It's either that or it's like, you know, why I'm seeing every single piece of Ron DeSantis content because Tony just likes every mm-hmm. single video. Then it's like, and well, he's okay, screaming you know. into your phone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's true. He's probably picking it up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, Gump- if Gumpy's sending you any text, then that's another well, thing. Yeah. Well, you're, this guy talks to this guy. He definitely wants to know about all the COVID lies yeah. that were spread. Keep keep hearing DeSantis through his phone. It's a big deal. It's crazy, If too. we just go back to think about what all of us had to go through, what the mm-hmm. world went through, the cities went through. Cities lost everything because of the way everything was handled. And now what's allegedly coming out, and we have to say that, it's like, yo, there's some real fucked up shit that happened, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And none of us could have expected that. No, not at all. Nobody could have expected this at all. Think about the people who are just like, you know what, I'm just going to wait and see. I don't want to just dive in and, you know, get the vaccine. Oh, okay, well, you're fired then. And people lost their jobs. They were uprooted from their, from their communities. They're taking their jobs. And then there's, like, uh, kids. Yeah. Two years not in school with oh, humans. Yeah. Yeah. Which will learning fuck them anything. up for 15 years. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Permanently stunting their development. Like, drastic things took place. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Did you see the thing from the UK that came out, too? Mm-mm. There, yeah. There's a lot I'm of I'm sure it's going to show up in my For You now. Yeah, I, I, I bet Gumby probably already texted to you. Lad, check this out. <laughs> see? Gumby's got to catch so up, though, because Twitter just came back, point, so yeah. he's uploading all the videos. He didn't have time. Got some good news on old Gump, I think, allegedly. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, AJ Hawk. Hey! AJ, how you doing, Paul? What's up? What was being pieced together? No, no, no. We did this in the first hour. We don't need to dive back in. The amount of information we're getting about COVID right now is alarming, but that is not what we're here to talk about, okay? You do your own research. Twitter's back. Do your thing. We should be fact-checking everything we read, though, because we don't need to just be dumb zombies that believe anything we're told. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. Okay? What are you looking at me? Ranching? Okay? Light ranching. Not every report on the internet is necessarily mm-hmm. accurate, but a lot of the reports that are coming out right now are alarming. Golf tournament was awesome. UFC was awesome. John Jones is back. Made that thing look fucking easy, AJ Hawk. Easy. He's too good, man. He's too good. Three years. What uh, You think there's ring rust? Like I, I doubt John Jones believes in it. Well, he said, actually, he felt a little weird on his feet. Mm-hmm. He said he wished he would have been able to get a little bit more work on his feet. But <laughs> Why was the tape such a big deal when well, he was walking in? So oh. that's a foreign object, right, being added in there. I saw like some experts tweeting, and I had to read what other people were saying because I don't know the rules in and out. So I think the one tape was good. The extra tape was considered no bueno. And I think there was, uh, Cormier was losing his mind. He's like, they're making people were wearing flip flops or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't know how it all goes, but as soon as he, and then as soon as he put his hands on, I mean, it was a, as soon as he wrapped him, just like it was light heavyweight, just like he was in light heavyweight, as soon as he got his arms on him, he just dumped that guy on his head. It was like, oh shit, the weight. Difference is not going to change anything, and it was only a matter of time. And it didn't even look like he had that thing set in yet. And then all of a sudden, you see that guy's hand. Yeah. Oh, it's like, all right, this thing's fucking over. It looked so easy. People thought he threw the fight, dude. That's what people thought because of how easy John Jones made it. That's just who he is, though. I mean, when he he went, he goes against Cormier, and Cormier is known absolute stud wrestler, and he takes Cormier down and tries to like beat him at his own game. That's just. John Jones is an absolute freak. And didn't Dana even say, like, the greatest of all time, right? Didn't he crown him? Yeah, and then he, then he bod into the microphone yeah, right, afterwards. Right. He thanked Jesus 
first and foremost. So, and then he thanked his fiance. I enjoyed hearing that John Bones Jones clearly has attempted to turn his life around. Oh, yeah. Because for the generation that hasn't seen John Jones fight, and that could potentially be existing right now, hasn't fought in three years, I doubt you got to see prime John Jones when the conversation was like, hey, this guy could leave the UFC and fill up an arena himself. Mm-hmm. He could be the Jake Paul of mixed martial arts. That's He was on cereal boxes. He could be the Floyd Mayweather of mixed martial arts. He was everywhere. Nike athlete. Mm-hmm. We're talking like there was, this is the greatest of all time. Pound for pound, the greatest of all time. Nobody would ever be able to beat him in a sport that was just going like this, which is the UFC. And there was contract disputes. And I got a chance to meet him one time and have a good time with him. And I know his family a little bit. His older brother played for the Colts and everything. Like I was even saying like, yo, you could do your own. You know, you could be Floyd Mayweather here. Mm-hmm. You're one of the only people. Could you imagine a Bones Jones back? Not that he's not in his prime right now. He might still be in his prime. But back when he was in, his, in Brock Lesnar, just. Cool. Oh, oh, man. God. That would have. They talked about Make that. Make it happen. Let's, Let's do, do it. it now. We can still do it. Yeah. I think Brock's, what, 45? Yeah. I'd watch. He's 45, you think, dude. You think you throw enough money at Brock? I think he'd be up for it. I agree. Well. John? I don't know. I saw him. With John? F5. John, yeah. Before. John has talked about oh, J- John has talked about Brock since his comeback. He's like, hey, there's a there's a Sasquatch roaming. Pretty much he was like, there's a Sasquatch roaming out there somewhere. He's 45 years old, very successful. Does he want to go through it? I don't know. I have not. No. That is not something that we would have. the. I don't know anybody that would have that information, by yeah. the way, with how small Brock Lesnar keeps his circle. But as a fan, it would be amazing to see that type of thing. Also pumped for Stipe. Yes. He's getting like a five, yes. probably five to seven million dollar payday. His next fight. There's no way he expected that since losing the title. And then obviously two years ago was the last time he fought. He lost then. It's like, I'm pumped for Stipe, AJ. How could you not be? Anytime Stipe fights, I think it's fun. He's an easy guy to root for. But he had some weird like eye surgery, didn't he? Or some eye injury that was going on for a long time. He's been dealing with all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, you talk about ring rust. Like, how do you think you'd feel being Stipe coming back in to the cage for the first time in multiple years to face a heavyweight John Jones. Not just – it appeared as if the heavyweight thing is going to benefit. Yes. He loves it. He said, I, I don't have to cut weight. He felt great. Like, that's just how he feels so good. And are they as good of wrestlers, right? Cormier was light heavyweight, then went up to heavyweight, right? And was double champ. Yeah, he's done both. Yeah. He was double champ. Mm-hmm. I think potentially at heavyweight wrestling, mm-hmm. I like – a little harder. This mm-hmm. might be easier for old bones. Yes. It's a heavyweight thing than it was at light heavyweight, which is even crazier to think about. Joining us now is a man who's always in a fight camp. That's right. 12-year NFL offensive <laughs> lineman and currently in a fight camp in a man's basement in Arizona. Host of In the Trenches, Super Bowl champion A.Q. Shipley. Hey, A.Q. Huh? 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 A.Q. Are you doing any training with bones or what? Oh, look at that. That fucking gym. wrecking ball, baby. Wow! Right now, you do, hey, you, you won't, show us. Yeah, you what won't. You, you won't go do a, a question mark kick on that thing. Yeah, right now. No, you, you can't no even get your leg up no there. Question mark kick. Come on, you can't even get your leg up. Last time I did kicks, I almost, uh, I almost passed out. I did six in a row. I held my breath the whole time. I almost died. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, we did see you. It appeared as if you were on a great diet and restriction. A little bit of Meineke car care. We're back. We got four kids, long football season. When you lift your leg up, that cuts off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your stomach goes to the lungs. That's right. So it's not. Get a little tough. Get a little tough. Yeah, because as a punter, you know, those years I was fat, it was not as easy during practice because, A, I couldn't get my legs as high because the gut was just interfering. Mm-hmm. And also, it does, like, compress. Oh, yeah. 
like getting winded. I'm like, why am I tired right now? Oh, my entire fat shit is just eating into a... It's like I'm pregnant right now. My organs are moving into... Nonetheless, you look great. We growing our hair out? We growing our hair out? Wow. No, I really let myself go. I don't know what's happened. I, we had this stomach flu go through our house over the weekend. I was... I was playing a guessing game with my butthole all weekend. Didn't know if yeah, I was going to burn there. Didn't know what <laughs> Amen, happened. brother. Yeah, he could have had a Connor situation. He obviously exploded in his Lululemons mm-hmm. and on his toilet in his apartment, in which the toilet is directly in the center of about the 100-square-foot apartment that he has. Yeah. That had to be a miserable experience cl- uh, cleaning that up. Happy you didn't have to do that. That's what you looked like at one time, dude, this year. My that God. wasn't that long ago. Holy Remember shit. that. Got a six pack. I'm gonna get back there. Let's go. Why I'm not? Hey, why not, AQ? Yeah. I'm gonna get back there. Come on, Al. That wasn't that long ago, AJ, was it? That was like a month ago, I feel like. Bingo. I started I started training my guy Hainsy today, so I'm gonna get back on the same diet. I'm gonna get back in. Alright, this will be a good pivot away from you see our guy Bones is back, by the way? Hmm? Oh, I was fired up. What a oh, is that awesome? That is. I mean, he's obviously not been a perfect human. He's a professional human, yeah. or a fighter. Yeah. He's a professional. Like, sometimes these fighters, I think, there's a chance that... A couple wires get crossed. There's a chance that decision-making is not always going to be fantastic. It seems like he's in a great spot, and boy, did he look clean. And now he doesn't have to cut weight? Hey, Q, let- that Jones family is going to be entertaining, I think, going forward, pal. I mean, I think he's going to do the same thing to Stipe. I think he's going to do the same thing to him. Who knows if the Stipe thing's guaranteed... Ohio guy. The way Dana was talking about him, the way Dana was talking about it, he apprehensive. No, he said dealing with uh, John is like dealing with an artist. You never know how this thing's going to go. I think is how he said it, and he meant it as like a, like hey, negotiating with John Jones is a vastly different situation than negotiating with everybody else. This is the greatest of all time we're talking about here. Conor McGregor, another guy who yeah. has built up his empire to where it is. Like Dana negotiating with Conor. Probably a bit different than negotiating with everybody else. So I, I, I think he didn't want to like say like Stipe is a certainty. There's still a lot of things we have to get through to get there. But it's great that John Jones is back. It's also great that there's things to talk about in the NFL AQ. Combine happened this weekend. Obviously, the offensive line went yesterday and today. Whenever you're talking about the combine, you're talking about offensive line. Should we care about anything that's going on? And what do you look like or uh, look at as a guy who's a coach now? You know, I think the only thing that you can literally take from the combine is maybe that 10-yard split for offensive linemen. I think it's the only thing because it just shows your burst. It shows what you can do in those first 10 yards. It's really all you care about, I think, from a coaching and a GM's perspective, really. I think that's the only thing you can take. The drills, you might as well fucking get rid of them all. They all stink. They're all stupid. They all mean nothing. Like this. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. Just get rid of them all. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? They all mean? Yeah. I mean, the one where you try and stay on a line and open your hips. Like, what the fuck does that do? How does that translate (laughs) to playing football? Like, what does it do? How do you feel about Voorhees? How do you feel about what happened to Voorhees? That guy tore his ACL in the middle of one of those. Yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I think we all think the same thing. I think this is an opportunity for all these coaches and GMs to get together, to meet with agents, to do all the stuff that they do during Indie Week. It's also another opportunity for all these coaches to get together and kind of basically talk to other people to see, okay, hey, you're a head coach next year. We start to try and put our staffs together, whatever it is. I think it's all just kind of a get-together. The NFL NFL makes a ton of money off it. And, you know, I think the biggest thing you can take away from this is the interviews. 
interviews. The interview process, I think, is a good thing. I think that's the one thing, and I think it's another way for them to get the medical stuff. I think that's another good thing. The on-field shit, get rid of it. We don't need it. That's the only thing, we, that's the only thing we get to watch, though, AQ. Yeah. Uh, AJ has yeah. a question for you. AQ, what do you feel? Like, I was watching the tight ends, and they put the tight ends on that tough sled with a little bit of weight on it. I don't know if you watch it. and They have to, like, hit their face first, basically, and a lot of them, if you raise it at all, it buries into the ground, and you can't do it. And they never really see much. Like, can, why are they doing that? And what are they trying to see? Just that they they keep a wide base and they drive their legs. Like, what is it? AJ, your guess is as good as mine. I think we're just trying to see if you're tough enough to break your nose when you run into this stupid sled. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I think it's so dumb. It's like it's like when I watch high school stuff now when they start showing these like rivals recruiting camps and they got O line one on ones live one on ones with no pads on. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's, it's unbelievable. There's nothing you can tell about a football player in shorts during OTAs. I've seen so many guys look like Hall of Famers doing OTAs and get cut the second week of training camp. Mentally, though. Have you? Have you guys all seen that? I think we have, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I had the greatest gunner on earth. One OTAs. This guy was fucking unreal. Oh, my God. Hey, everybody else, just protect. Me and this guy. We'll take care of everything else. We got it. That first preseason game, he got picked his pads. No. He got picked up by his pads and put onto his back. <laughs> and then it was like, all right, first time, he'll be all right. Yeah. This next time, he's going to be okay. He went for a swim. Boom, bang on it. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, boy. We're going to have to work on his hands. Let's work on his hands. Next preseason game, same result. And all of a sudden, this guy's out of a job forever. But in shorts, this was the guy. Oh, this was damn. the guy. But mentally, I think it's good. To your point, though, the interviews, massive. Okay, Can't, can't put those on TV, though. We got a chance to see Jalen Hurts's where he was being interviewed by Doug Peterson. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he gave a full answer about, you know, being a dog and everything like that. And I enjoyed watching it. And the Eagles released that. We never see those. The only thing we do, 40s, I think you could see a little bit, right? Vert, I think you can see some explosion in the athlete. Like there was an offensive lineman who I think won forty. He's like six yeah. foot seven. BYU out of BYU, he won forty inches. That's that shows some explosion, right? But all that other shit is not realistic. I don't think. Uh, and but I don't know as much as you do. I'm happy you said it, not me, AQ. Yeah, I mean, listen. I think at the end of the day, I think you're right. But I think here coming up in three, four weeks, is that they can do the same stuff. Like when they go to the pro days. You get a longer interview process. You get to spend more time. These interviews at the combine are 15 minutes, and then you're on to the next. So really, how much are they really getting done? It's just a cram session. And then obviously, there's more stuff you can you can do at the train station like at night. But if you got an interview set up, bang, 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 there's not a ton of time over there. So I think when you get the one-on-one stuff at the pro days, I think that's the stuff that's more important. So like I said, we can do away with the whole thing. I was talking to a few GMs this weekend. No big deal. Been in the biz. Know some people. I was basically asking them, like, hey, have we learned anything about anybody? Like, has there been any? And they're like, "Ah, I need to stress them a little bit, pretty much. Like, we need to, this is all too scripted, pretty much. Need Need to get them a little bit more stressed before we can find out. I think that's how every position is being evaluated. I asked that about, like, Wide receiver position because we had a West Virginia guy who's like might be a guy all of a sudden. I know 
I thought he was a freshman. Uh, I thought we enough. had him for another <laughs> couple of years. I see him in a column. I'm like, there's no way that's the same guy I thought it was. He runs a 4-3-8 or whatever. It's like, excuse me, did this guy just jump? Obviously, like, obviously we have to look at him more, but this is not the setting really for us. And your thought immediately goes to like, so what are they getting out of this? You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. are we, what are we yeah. getting out of all this stuff? I guess we got to see the quarterback spin it a little bit, yeah. which was awesome. That was cool. Yeah, you guys enjoyed that. What's AQ's it? a coach. So, AQ, are you just trying to confirm you what, what you saw on tape? You, you were a coach? What did you <laughs> say? I keep cutting you off. Well, he's, he, sorry, he said, yeah, you guys enjoyed that. Like, we're some fucking marks. Uh, yeah. We're the, yeah. We're the marks here. Okay. Yeah, okay, AQ. I enjoyed it. I'm a mark. This guy's been going through a stomach bug. Yeah, I'm Mark, too. You're right, AJ. Sorry, go ahead, though, AJ. No, I'm saying, AQ, you were on a coaching staff of a Super Bowl-winning team. I don't know if you went to any pro days or anything, but if you go to the Combine, aren't coaches, like the good coaches at least, they just want you to like confirm what they saw on tape? Like, hey, we just want to see you in person and see that, hey, you are this guy. Oh, this guy. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, right? Like, the tape's the biggest thing that matters. They want to be able to see you in person. And I think the other thing that comes down to is they want to see if the mental side translates. So the biggest thing for us as on the offensive line side is, okay, cool. Like the tape matches up. Now let's, now let's pick apart his personality. Let's see if he is a prick. Let's see if he is a dog. Let's see what kind of mentality he has. Let's just hear him talk about like, what, like, Hey, listen, what, what do you like to, what, what, what do you love about football? What, what, give me something that you love. And if this guy's like, I love fucking finishing people. I love putting every chance I get, I want to put this guy on the ground. That's what I want to hear. Right. And and then you put him on the board and you're like, Hey, draw up 36 power. And he draws it up to the left and draws some, some guy running like an inside zone. You're like, ah, doesn't know football, but that's what I'm here. Oh, so I'm going to have to coach. Uh, That's the biggest (laughs) thing. Like you just, you just want to see these guys on a board, see if they know football, see if they understand it enough where, they can retain some stuff. Like the biggest thing that they like to do, especially on the O-line side, they might give you like three plays. They might tell you, hey, listen, I'm so-and-so from Carolina Panthers. Here's three of our offensive runs. And they do like a quick little install on these three runs. And then they want to see what, you're, what you can retain. Okay, perfect. I just gave you three runs. Draw up, duo, draw up, inside zone, draw up power versus three different defenses. They want to see what it looks like. I would want to know what Deuce Connor Trey looks like in their eyes. You know what I mean? Let me see what Deuce Connor Trey looks like. Where are we hiding the tight end? How are you getting the boys? uh, How are you going to enjoy the leverage that we're able to draw up for you? Are you able to get around? Are you Mm. a center that has feet? Are you training anybody this year or no? Yeah, I got Robert Haynes again. Same guy. Okay, no new class, though. Congratulations. You have not graduated in the shipyard. None of you are worth it. Is what you said? Yeah, I just... I like, I like keeping it simple. I, I put my attention into one person. Somebody wants to come train, give me a shout. Other than that, I got my, my, got, I got my attention on one person, and I go back to being a family guy. What? Oh, here. Thank you. Well said. Good job. That's why I didn't want to coach anymore. I wanted to be with yeah. his family. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because when you're coaching, that just doesn't – that's not a real thing. <laughs> like Tom. Not a real thing. Not a real thing. Hey, honey, you're doing great with the kids. See you in February, hopefully. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. That is that's coaching. Or me and I, I appreciated that you did that one time, though. Thank you for your service to football. There you go, Al. I just saw a photo up here. You're willing to do anything yeah. for your team, and I think that <laughs> is why. You know what I mean? That is why you were a guy that was beloved everywhere. Thank you for your service to football. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, 
Can we fucking fix the copy machine? I mean, that thing was fucking terrible. Well, you're the guy who was supposed yeah, to fix yeah. it. So, yeah, toilets, you pick. Yeah, it's your job. Mask discipline is not very good. Yeah, that was disgusting. Did yeah. COVID spread through you and the co- oh, wow. it's a copy machine? Oh, oh my God! You put it in the, the copy machine. Oh, no, everybody's getting it. Everybody got it. I did get COVID that year too. Oh. <laughs> You beat it. Survivor. Yeah. You yeah. beat it. There you go. We're not even getting into it. No. Connor has a question for you. Not about that, about football. Not getting into it. The New York Times did tell us, though, however, that right, right, yep, mass yep. placement by AQ is just fine. Yeah, okay. that was an opinion piece. Yep. I think that has to be said. But I, yeah, sure, it was It was pretty piece. loud right it there. Very loud. Might have been my opinion, but I didn't write it. AQ, you know, I'm curious because you said once when you were in here, you know, linemen are just big, fat, dumb dipshits, and it's easy to play offensive line. Very simple game. There's no, you know, sort of mind or thought. You just block the guy in front of you. What are you and Bob Hainsey working on? Are you working on stuff that is specific to the Bucks or specific to teams that they played? Or kind of how, how does that go in the offseason with him? That's a great question. Yeah, so the biggest thing with him is um, last year when I got him, he had no pro game film, right? He didn't play at all his rookie year. Yeah. So it was tough. This year, it's great. We got 17 games. He started all 17 games regular season. I got a ton of stuff I can break down from what he did during the season. And then also just getting him more comfortable. He was a, he was the right tackle for four years at Notre Dame. When we drafted him, we moved him into center. And since I've taken over to training with him, like in the offseason, it's just been really just getting him more comfortable. It's such a – moving from tackle to center is such a big difference. It's such a big jump. And so – um, we're just doing as much as we can, as many reps as we can. All those reps that he may have missed out on when, you know, you draft a kid that's played center for four years in college, he has all those reps from college. And now he never had any of those reps. And so now all we're doing is just repetition, 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 working on his pass sets, keep hammering, keep working the run game. It's different playing in a neutral stance versus a stagger stance that he had his entire time when he was at right tackle right and so being able to go right and left he's got to set left he's got to set right didn't have to do that as a tackle those are all huge things that we just got to get him comfortable with and the more reps he gets the more he gets better at it. is it because of his stature why is he a center in the nfl yeah again the combine you know it does phenomenal job telling people that they're an inch too short or yeah, arms are too short an inch mm-hmm. too short arms and you know, they right, just AQ. take money Put your out arms. of people's pockets. And <laughs> Put your arms to your side. We're going to measure it. Okay, straighten your arms, sir. There we go. Straighten your His arms, wings, sir. Man. I am straightening them. No, uh, okay. Put them all the way out to your side, what? then. Uh, that's got to be the smallest wingspan we've ever seen for an offensive lineman. That's why you hate the combine, huh? That's a part of it. I mean, at the end of the day, listen, I think the tape never lies. I think we all agree with that. I mean, how many Four times... Years. Can we sit here? The tape never lies. I think that's the biggest piece of advice that you can give any young person, any coach, any scout, any exec, every any anything. I think when you watch it, if the guy can play football, he can play football. Now, you know, I think football speed's completely different. There's so many guys that run four, six, five, four, seven, and they're seven-time Pro Bowlers as a running back. Like, who gives a shit? If the guy can play football, he can play football. Jacob Tammy, I don't know what his forty was at the combine. He was a tight end out of Kentucky. He would leave the Colts and go to the Broncos with Peyton. He's one of Peyton's guys. Mm-hmm. He might have run a 4-7 or something like that. Kickoff, he was the first one in the end zone, though. So, Damn. Like, that would be the exact football speed. That, well, that's exactly like the 40. Yeah. And somehow he's the first one in there whenever Should they guys. wear pads, AQ? Should they wear pads at the combine next year? Mm-hmm. O and D lineman, maybe? 
I think. I think that's a nightmare waiting to happen. Oh, we're tearing ACLs without pads on running the fucking O-line wave drill, right? Like, I Johnny think, football, I think at the end of the day, Johnny the PA is going to step up at some point and just be like, hey, like, we can't do this. Like, we're, we got a guy who's supposed to be a top 100 draft pick who just lost out on a shit ton of money. Uh, you're talking about Voorhees or just a future situation that could happen? I just think, yeah, I mean, I think when that stuff happens. Is he I mean, top 100, that Voorhees away. guy? That Voorhees guy is a guy? Do you know? I mean, that's the kid from USD you're talking about, right? Yeah, towards ACL. He had some injuries. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I read this morning he's supposed to be a top 100 guy. I, I've never seen him play. I've never watched anything. I just was going by what I read. He had the most uh, reps on the bench press. With the torn ACL this morning, he mm-hmm. went 38 on 225. That matters, right? That, yeah, I mean, I think that shows something. But at the end of the day, somebody put it up the other day, too. Like, Trent Williams did 23 reps. He's the strongest fucking human on planet Earth, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tone Diggs has a question for you. Yeah, thank you. To all your points there, you talked about Hainsey going from right tackle to center in the NFL. They're talking Skaronsky, his arms are too short. He's going to have to move to guard. Is it easier to move from, like, tackle to guard or tackle to center versus maybe you're in the NFL and you're going to move from right tackle to left tackle? We, we know Orlando Brown did it. Maybe a guy with you, that you play with might have to do it. What's easier or what's the different things going on with that? Yeah, so I think it's, I think it's interesting. Like, like, for me... When I moved from center to guard, I thought it was I thought it was easier because I'm so used to having a guy right on my face. I got a I got a sna- I got a snap and block. Somebody oh, yeah, he just comes with my yeah. hand so he right comes so he comes right on your face there when right. you're center. Just, just something. Just, just comes right on it, right? Yeah. Oh man. Oh geez, what are you talking about? Jeez. Damn. Uh, you tell me, you sickos. You're gonna end up on. We're Jim talking Kimmel. about football, dude. Oh, get your head out of the gutter over there. What are you talking about? So, center, you're right here. You got you got guy ready to just come right yeah, here on your face, <laughs> coming all over. Right? Yeah, but I think Unless I think that's the biggest thing. True. Yeah, you stand up, you suck them up easy. That's a good stance right there. That's a good flat back. That is, huh? You see that? That was a good flat back stance right there. So maybe I'm supposed to be interior offensive lineman. I'm always doing yeah. the. Oh. I'm always doing the tech, which goes to your point. That goes to what we're talking about right here. I'm supposed to be an interior O lineman, aren't I? I think that's it. That's good. Huh? Give a little point. Point the mic out. Fucker, right there. Yeah. <laughs> there there it is. No, no, he shift over here. Count him. He's out. Count him. He's in. Do a thing. I like it. You got to do the fake head down snap, too. Yeah. Do the white. Yeah, a little head bob. There it is. That's really good. White that was good. Wait, wait. Hey, what's time. the rule on that? What's <laughs> <laughs> my bad time? <laughs> Go ahead. Way, way, huh? Good looking man. <laughs> oh, shit. Go <laughs> zero. No. You guys got to catch that. Oh. Build a piece of paper towels. <laughs> what was it? It's Coke Zero. Oh. Yeah. Dale Jr. and Take went down as no. well. Oh, no. Unbelievable. All the drink. Not three. I tried to. Th- in my head, by the way, that ball snapped right here no, to your it, head. It would have been perfect. Yeah. I was slid over. I was fucking aligning my uh, my slot receiver. Come on, Tony, get it together. That's on me. I apologize for spilling the Coke Zero too. I know those are oh, a yeah. dime a dozen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Liquid gold. Tristan Warfso, he's going to the other <laughs> tackle. Is he good or not? We we think he's going to be able to figure it out. I think it's tough. I Sorry. think. I, I mean, I think he's good enough to do it. I think you know. I think it's. Um, it's going to be a situation where he's going to have to get comfortable. You know, I think it's, it's another thing when you've been wiping your ass with your right hand for 22 years, and now you got to now you got to wipe it with your left. It's a little that's that's the way I can give get you the best analogy. A, it's a, a little day. different, right? So I think Bingo. it just becomes repetitions again. 
Well, Sewell I think, did it. I think the bidet, Sewell was able to accomplish it. Yep. But he never played in the NFL at right tackle, right? He just played college right tackle? Yes, good point. Then the NFL left tackle, which I think is same. you got to figure out how to do the feet, but baptized early as opposed to right. NFL level, all pro level right tackle, right, Werfs? Yeah, he's a stud. I mean, there's no question. I think so many people don't realize it, too. It's like your muscles get accustomed to certain things in this stagger, right? Like if you're – if your left foot's forward and your right foot's here, you're, you're, this, this quad's getting a different feel than this quad. This calf, this everything is in a different feel. This, the way your hands are thrown, the way you're used to feeling things inside and versus outside. All these things go into it. You don't realize it. And then you go to the other side, and now it just feels awkward. So it just becomes about repetitions, getting used to using this hand now as your post hand and this as your outside hand. It's a completely different feel. To Diggs's point, having to wipe with the other hand like you broke your wrist or something, I oh. think the interior offensive line, they use Toto. Yeah. They use the bidet. Bear They're not bro. wiping with any hand. They're square, right? Exactly. Okay, got it. AJ, go ahead, pal. Sorry about it. Well, you, you say it's reps. Like, say, Worfs is going from right to left. What can he do now in the offseason? What is he going to do? Take a bunch of pass sets so start- in that left in the stance like he's a, a left tackle, but then – how long do you think it takes, like, real legit reps through training camp, one-on-ones, preseason, and then until he actually feels somewhat comfortable in that stance? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I can't answer that, honestly, like, what that exact number is going to be. Stumping. But I think it's a lot. I think it's going to be – and then you're going to have to get live reps. That's why it was so impressive when I saw Tyron Smith do that whenever – he moved over to that to the right side or whatever it was late in, or whatever it was left side I think it was late in the season and I was just like what is happening like this is crazy that he's going over here and playing this well after doing it so long at the left side so I think whenever it happens and people do it quickly I think that's freakish because again like your, your hips are offset a certain way your quads I mean everything's different your hands the motion the way you throw your hands so many people. You know, left tackle might be an inside hand thrower. So, boom, he gets so used to it. Boom, that hand's coming. Well, now that's the other hand. So, now that's his outside hand. And now getting this one, it's just it's completely different. It really is. And so, he's got to get live reps. And he's got to get live reps against good guys. Fortunately, he's got some good pass rushers down in Tampa. So, he'll have plenty of reps, OTAs, if they go. And then, obviously, training camp. Ty has a question for you, AQ. Yeah, AQ, why do you think uh, in terms of like, you know, I mean, we see Anthony Richardson, all the stuff he does, his draft stock goes through the roof. When it comes to O-linemen, it seems like that never happens no matter what, unless it's one of these dudes from a small school. It seems like it happens every single year, like this year, the dude from North Dakota who doesn't have the teeth. Like, and I don't know if that starts at the Senior Bowl or the Shrine Bowl. Like, one of these guys who either play D2 or D3 or whatever, like, they get a little shine. These are the guy. These are only the ever guys who like act, their draft stock actually moves when they come to the combine. Why is that? Yeah, I think partly because of what I said. It's like nobody gives a shit about the forty yard number. Like, nobody cares about that. So like, you know, like what, what? Like nothing's really getting accomplished for linemen at the combine. Okay, cool. Let's watch him do the same fucking wave drill he's done four hundred times. Like. That does nothing. Like, put Aaron Donald across from him and see what he does. Like, that's the biggest position group where you have to see him versus somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I think even OTAs, it's like, let's not put stock into this because you're wearing a loose jersey during OTAs. You're, you're doing all these things that aren't realistic. Like, the entire position of O-line, D-line is about violence with your body and your hands. What? 
boom, we got to throw. We got to throw our head in there, which none of that stuff can be done at a combine during OTAs. None of that stuff whenever you're not wearing pads. So I think that's the biggest thing. An interesting little kind of fact, tidbit, um, that the way these scouts and execs and GMs think about, and I didn't know this until I got into the coaching side, kind of learning on that side of the way that they think and operate with some of these D2, D3, like lower-level guys. Um, a lot of them won't even look at those linemen going into the draft unless they were left tackles at those schools. So if you're at like a mm. Wisconsin Whitewater, a Colorado Pueblo, like anything like that, like you had to have been a left tackle at that school because in their eyes that's the best lineman playing the best position on the lower level, and now we can move them wherever. If you look at uh, the Bucks when I was down there, Ryan Jensen, right. Colorado Pueblo, uh, Ali Marpet went to like Hobart, which is like a D two D three school. D three. Alex yeah. Capra Dogs. went to um, I forget the name of the school. It's oh, Humboldt State, Humboldt State in California. All three of them were left tackles at their at their schools. How about you pulling Humboldt State out of there? Mm-hmm. We were about to talk about how disrespectful you are and bad of a teammate, but instead pull that thing right out of your ass with your left hand and your right mm-hmm. hand. Right. Could have played guard, that? center, or any other position needed. We appreciate you so much for your time and your information, sir. Enjoy the rest of the day. You look good. You look baby grow that hair out. Yeah. Skull it. You did it earlier. You were saying something very real, and you did that whole thing. And all all any of us saw was like the little head yeah. that was on the oh. top of your head. You know what I mean? It was tough. But you crushed it. And I think you're living your best <laughs> uh-huh. life. You need to know that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Always fun with your boys. Super Bowl champion, AQ ship. Yeah. All right, we figured it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Combine don't mean damn thing for offensive linemen. And AQ carries some real hate in his heart mm-hmm. for the combine. Did you hear that, AJ? Combine drills, specifically, he carries a lot of hate. Yeah, I felt like the whole thing. I understand, though. It's true. It's, you got to know, like, if you can, like, yeah, someone can be super fast. They can jump high. They can do all this stuff. But can they play football? Like, that is what we need to know. Voorhees tore his ACL on field drills. Some offensive lineman blew out his hamstring, hamstring while yeah. running a 40. Ooh. Like, you're just, we're at, so it's the biggest moment of their lives, their biggest mm-hmm. audition of their lives. We need you to do everything you don't do in football Bingo. to get a job in professional football. Yep. Don't think about it. This is how it's always been done. You just put on the noble and fucking do it. That's right. It's kind of how it's viewed, right? Feels like. Yeah, pretty much. That's how it is. And But the PA and DeMora Smith and people are trying to change that a little bit, right, and give players more power. Yeah, and I think we could – I think there's a smart way, you know? Yeah. Like we can adjust what the offensive line does. Yeah, you should do a 10-yard. Literally they every – They don't need to run the 40. That's 100% yeah. true. I'm run They're 20. I'm run 20. Yeah. But every strength coach that you'll have, good college and in the pros, I, I guess not at Baltimore. True. But every position, that guy has since been let go. We hope everything's good. I hope he gets better so – Everybody that works out for him doesn't hate him going forward for the rest of his life. That's certainly not how it's supposed to go. Every position has their own designated work. Hey, bigs are doing this. Mids are doing this. Speed's doing this. And then the combine's like, we're all doing everything. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah, you're right. Doesn't make any sense. They even have different conditioning tests. When I was in Cincinnati, a lot of places run like half-gassers, and sometimes O-line, D-line run like just half of the half-gasser, so just one one way across uh, the field. But – and since, yeah, I think we ran 40s, maybe 20 or 30 40s, and D-line, O-line, big group ran 20s. 
And I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. They can burst and get out, and they don't have to run 40 because very rarely will they ever run 40. Yeah, they started up on like the 10, right? Yeah, they'd be up ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was genius. I, I just think. remember Carl, you know, Carlos Dunlop still played. He just got a ring with the Chiefs. Carlos is on the team. Absolute freak of a human. Carlos would be doing 20s, and he could win every single 40 against the whole team. Like his his burst and his get up, like two strides, Carlos goes 32 yards. Like the dude is unreal. So my freshman year, I get into college, my first time in the football world. I'm fresh out of soccer still, and I was pretty fast in <laughs> soccer, and my lungs good. We're in a good spot. I've been running. I'm running with the speed that first summer in my freshman year. And that's like, those were some fucking hard workouts. Like, those are some tough times. Was Pat, was Pat on the team then? Uh, Pat had just left. Pat White was on the team, though. So I'm running with Pat, Steve, uh, you know, basically all of our corners, like wide receivers. I'm running with it. But I thought, like, hey, this will be how I earn respect, you know, from these guys. Then sophomore year, I'm like, all right, I'm going to the mids. I'm going to go over. Yeah, yep. I'm going to go over go to the, the mids. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the mids. And then I get to the NFL, and I ask Vinny, I'm like, who are we running with? He's like, O line, absolutely. <laughs> We're running with the bigs in the in the NFL. So I've literally run with all three groups. I want to let you know, life is good with the bigs. It is not good as a big in the bigs though. What I'm, like it's smart though to adjust the 315 pounder versus the 180 pounder running differently. Let's think about that with the combine. Let's adjust some things. Let's use our brains and let's make it as beneficial as possible because I think we all would like to see it continue. Yeah. And if you hear the way AQ talks and if you hear the way like Demory Smith is phrasing it, it's like we would like this to be beneficial so we'll continue to have this as an opportunity to learn about who's about to be in the fucking NFL. But we got to use our brains. We can't just be like, hey, this is how. It's always been, do it, you fat fuck. Like, I, I, we, can't, we can't do We're at the point now where we know a lot more stuff. We have learned a lot more stuff. And there's new ideas that have worked. And we've seen them work. So, like, let's continue to evolve. I every, think that's all I'm asking. Every year is like clockwork. <clears throat> Poor Big Snacks. Casey Hampton was doing the same conditioning test as Ike Taylor. Yeah, man. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, I was going to say kind it's of It's real similar. deal, though. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Hampton used to show up. Old big. This dude was a Volkswagen bug <laughs> showing up to first day of training camp. Always a story. Casey Hampton has not made weight this year. They're going to take a week, try to get him in a better shape, weigh him in next week, and see how it all goes. He would always be carrying like a pillow. He'd be walking in, be like, I'm, I'm ready to get to work. And then he'd just walk into the door. <laughs> 380 pounds. Unbelievable. So good at football. So, yeah. So good at football. But those first couple weeks, his joints having to do something similar to somebody else's <laughs> is dumb and rude. And not everybody can get away with that. you got to be incredible at football like Big Hamp was. What are you going to say, Colin? Well, and if it's about, like, ratings and money, then you do what you kind of did this past weekend, except you just put the premier guys on Saturday Sunday. Like, you put the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, the DBs on Saturday and Sunday from, you know, 1 to 8, 1 to 7, whatever it was, because that's when the most people are watching. And then if you're putting O-line, D-line on Thursday, Friday, then sure, maybe not everyone's seeing that, but that's when you don't have to run everything. So I was not invited to the Combine. I think kicking and punting, you can kind of tell. With an NFL ball, you get a chance to see, mm -hmm. is this guy competitive too? Because there's other people around. Once again, I was not invited, so I cannot tell you what the feelings were being there. Probably wouldn't have been a Colt if I was invited because those are the types of situations I very much enjoy. Probably would have done well kicking if I had to guess. Probably would have got into that, not 100% sure. Uh, the guy out of Michigan State's dog, Bryce Beringer. Yep. Sources have told me he's 
He's got it. Legit won games for MSU last year. Like, There's, not even kidding. There, but he hits, like, good ball. Bomb, It's yeah. not like a uh, – he hits, like, an NFL ball. Yep. He hits, like, 5-0 hang times and everything like that. Like he, so good. He hits big balls. They're saying he's projected, like, third, fourth. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah like probably, maybe, okay. maybe that's a, high. That's a Camardo was. Right? Maybe uh yeah. maybe fourth round, yeah, like and third, fourth out. round, late third, early fourth or whatever. Jeez. So if you have a good if you have a great defense, terrible offense, getting a punter is a weapon. Like that is when you normally see a team is like, hey, offensively we kind of stink, but we have a great defense, so we'll try to win with field position. They're saying somebody's gonna go get him. And the kicker was uh, Moody, I think. Is yeah, that from Michigan. Kid from I guess he had a fucking hell of a performance. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard that from a couple different sources. So good on those guys. Having a great, yeah. great yeah. workout. Worry, those types of things happen all over the place, though. Like, there'll be a pro combine in, like, Dallas mm-hmm. that a bunch yep. of, like, scouts and special teams coaches will go to. There'll be, like, a pro combine in Arizona mm. that a bunch of scouts and uh, coaches will go to in the the kicking world and everything like that. Do you think those guys are you know ever especially the specialists watching the XFL just to see like is there do not go to Vegas if you get if you're a kicker or a punter and I think there are a lot of younger ones and you know guys in the league now watch. Do not go kick in X in Vegas in the XFL. They are playing in the middle of the desert. Yeah, it is like forty five mile an hour winds there. That's where, where Gronk had to kick it. In Arizona, in the middle of the desert, yeah. yeah. I oh. think guys are going to ruin their careers going the kick in this for this Vegas Vipers team in the middle. Now, I don't know if this is how it's going to be every single week. A ref had to hold the fucking kickoff. A what? ref, a ref held oh, yeah. the kickoff because of how windy it was. Like the ref, and granted, that happens on just standard windy things. But watching those games out there, it's like very, very windy. I'm like, this ain't helping your NFL hopes. I don't think just missing kicks everywhere. I don't know if. So Why would the ref hold it and not a player? So they have that. They're lined up downfield. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Okay. And I heard fucking Troy Vincent say, we're taking a look at what other oh, leagues man. are doing. Don't you fucking think about it, <laughs> Troy, doing what the XFL does for those kickoffs. XFL has a lot of great ideas. We can go all the way back to the Skycam. Shout out to the XFL. Their review system. We love it. Mm-hmm. Shout out for that whole entire thing. Yeah. That kickoff looks like a practice. Mickey Mouse. It, 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 it looks bad. It looks a little safer. It's like. Okay. I mean, the one they have now is pretty safe. Yeah, that, it feels like it always gets – and I don't know the numbers. We should look into this. We'll have our own people do the, our numbers mm-hmm. because we know how stats can be kind of portrayed. Yeah, right. Yeah. feels like every time they talk about making a game safer, it always goes right to kick off and punt. It does. It's like it does. they're directing the conversations like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to make the kickoff and the punt better and everything like that. I'm like, is it still? You know, because kickoffs mostly touchbacks. Yep. Now yeah, it's not better. You can't say better. You could say potentially safer, not better. But they're saying they want to. We'll continue to evolve, and we're looking at what other. They'll take it out. They'll take it out eventually. Probably. Come on, can't have it, AJ. Don't need you saying. I don't either. want them to. I don't want them. To. I mean, I mean, I guess I say that, but I don't. I don't think they'll completely take it out. Can't. I guess it just seems like way too much to completely take it out. But it will continue to evolve. I bet. Can't do the XFL kickoff though. No. Can't have mm-hmm. it. I saw that last time the XFL. I was there for that one game I did on the sideline, mm-hmm. and I watched yeah. it happen. Is this – I almost couldn't take anything serious. And then I saw some good football. Did you? That last time, I feel like they had – Yeah, there actually was some decent football the last time around, I feel like. Gordon – Josh is, Flash is playing his ass off. Yeah, him and Danush got a special connection. How's Martavis Martavis did? Martavis? Right. What's the attendance been like for most of them? Some good, so some many bad. people. Yeah, it depends on the city. 
This is good. They yeah. love their. Yeah, well, they're undefeated too. <clears throat> Fuck Dan, Dan Snyder. <laughs> they're going to those DC Defenders games as like a strike boycott against yeah. the Commanders almost. <laughs> That's great for Dwayne. Dwayne needs to figure out. Dwayne Johnson and Danny Garcia need to like St. Louis. Great. Great attendance, we'd assume, and that's as a fuck St. Louis Rams type thing. Need to find those cities that feel jaded by their NFL teams and put XFL teams in there just so the fans will show up to say fuck you to the other one. I just remembered XFL ended the world, remember? Seattle Dragons Dragons Nacho guy ended ended all the world. (laughs) Yeah, that was when the XFL got canceled. That's right. There was a concession stand worker that had COVID that was serving nachos to patrons Mm -hmm. of the game, and we had to shut it. Hundreds of thousands of people died because of that guy. At least. We need not say that type of stuff. I thought that was that's what the report was. That's how it got into America? Yeah. Through the first through 40 Seattle. cases. Through the tortilla. AJ, case. there's a lot of COVID stuff. It's hard not to just be like, what the fuck, so Matt? We are yeah. we way too dumb to be the ones that are talking about it. We will say, though, like... There's a lot of alarming stuff being said right now, AJ. Like alarming, alarming yeah. stuff. How's it all going to play out, though? That's what I say. I mean, I just, it's, there's so much out there. It's like, whatever, people are set. So we've been in a situation where, like, the New York Times has said something, Wall Street Journal said something, HBO has said something, yeah, numerous Washington places Post. have said something, and then we, Washington Post, and then we, and then we get sued, and all those people don't. We've been in that situation before. Yes. We've been there before. In this case, it does feel like all the heavy hitters are saying something. Oh, yeah. You know? That's why it's hard not to talk about because it is such a massive conversation from sources that it's like, okay, I'm not reading this off of some Jerry and Joe's, you know, bullshit little blog. Like, these are coming from massive news sources. You don't like Jerry and Joe's? .com? No, I just don't like website. taking shots at them. I'm not taking shots at them, but if I were to say, well, I read on Jerry and Joe's blog that the masks don't help, that doesn't carry as much weight as, you know, I read in the New York Times that the masks didn't help. You know, it's two different kind of things. We had some breaking news before we get to a break. You're right with that, by the way. That's, yeah, it's just, that's why. Remember, Aaron said R- Rogan was a part of a council of, like, 15 people that he talked to. Yeah. And that's when Dr. Joe Rogan started. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, you listen to a podcast host about what? Get the fuck out of here. Well, he also said he talked to like 10 doctors and everything. Joe Rogan just happened to be in there. So to your point about jerryandjoes.com, New York Times carries a lot more weight than jerryandjoes.com exactly. or Joe Rogan even. Mm-hmm. Still love jerryandjoes.com. Yeah, Jerry and Joe's yeah, doesn't have website. an agenda. Those other places might. Yeah, but Tony, they're in line. Jerry and Joe's has an agenda. Yeah. yeah. I will guarantee. No, I go right down the middle. I find all my news right down the middle. You'll find that a lot. (laughs) How about Russell Brand and that guy? Oh. Yes. That guy legitimately thought he didn't have a political slant in his coverage. That was wild to me. I think that was my biggest takeaway. Like, Russell Brand was fighting that the sky was blue to this guy. Mm -hmm. And he was fighting back, no, as a member of the sky. No, it is not. That was was my most, like, surprising thing. Like, yes, you are. What do we even? I can't believe that was the topic that got them to that particular piece. You know what I mean? If that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, none of it makes sense. But, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, uh, yeah, it's weird. Russell Brand, what a change in direction his career has taken, too. I listen when I fucking heard it. Like it is. Actually, you know what, Digzel? You know what? He Russell seems like a guy that tries to shoot right down the middle, though. He legit does, doesn't he? Yeah. Jaguars wide receiver 
<laughs> Ooh, here we go. Calvin Ridley has been fully reinstated back into the NFL after a year-long suspension because he put together an 11-leg parlay, another 9-leg parlay, and a 13-leg parlay mm-hmm. in the state of Florida, legally through a sports book, illegally via NFL guidelines, even though he was not on the roster at the time because he was injured. He got suspended for an entire year because Roger Goodell said precedent has to be set with the legalization of sports gambling happening and it becoming much more of a reality in our faces every single day, we cannot have any question of our integrity as a league. None of our players can be caught gambling or even understanding what gambling is. So the sophistication of the bets, I think, also added on to the whole thing. Calvin Ridley's back. He's currently on the Jaguars, I do believe. And that team adds another weapon. Congrats to Calvin Ridley serving his time. Understanding that because he was the first, he was going to get the strongest and harshest penalty. He is now back in the NFL, A.J. Hawk. Credit to the Jags for picking him up, too. I mean, he gets suspended. Everyone kind of forgets about it. and You realize this guy's a young player that is at times can be an absolute stud receiver. We know that. Very good football player. Yes, that so, offense. Trevor Lawrence gets another weapon, and the entire NFL gets told every single first meeting of the year. You remember what happened to Calvin Ridley? Yep. Pete Rose, remember? Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, you remember what don't happened? Even think about, don't even think about it. Don't even go look around, they'll say. We're going to take a lot of money from every sports book that'll pay us. Yep. Mm-hmm. You all, okay, this is how this game's going to work. You all can't. No. Because then we stop getting as much money because people don't view our sport as fair because you guys can potentially compromise it all. Okay? Mm-hmm. So here's the game. Stay oblivious. Don't be Calvin Ridley, and everything will be fine. That is what every meeting is going forward, AJ. Proper? It is. But also, how weird is it going to be at some point? It probably already happened where they're like, hey, let's welcome on whoever, a current player to the show on our whatever sports book we promote hotline or whatever, or it's an NFL show and they're sponsored by a sports book or something. So I'm not going to say it. Don't need to say it. That type of thing already started happening. Still happened. And we just kind of, we just kind of backed off of it because it's like, we don't want to be the ones that say like, that seems like you're dancing too close to the sun. Uh That seems like you are, but uh, Hey, do whatever you got to do. Get your money. Mm Mm-hmm. Get to a break. Okay. It's going to be interesting, though. Oh, yeah. And it's going to even make more money as we go on every year. So here is a, uh, as the states become legalized. Yeah. This is just the beginning. Oh, oh yeah. Bingo. Um, so the Colts have a scratch off here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? I wanted Please. to do, I wanted to have a scratch off. McAfee's millions. I wanted to, I wanted to team up with the Indiana State Lottery to have scratch offs, make it affordable, grand prize, million. Like, let's do this. With my popularity in Indiana, with my demo in Indiana, mm-hmm. I thought we could do pretty good on mm-hmm. these scratch offs. I thought this could be a pretty good thing. NFL told me absolutely not. So I raised my hand in that meeting where they start breaking. You know, things down. I go, how come the Indianapolis Colts are allowed to have a deal with the lottery? I'm not. What was was that all about? So they're allowed to make money off of who they are, but 
I'm not allowed to make money. It seems like a good idea. I'm not allowed to do that. And they go, yeah, players and coaches aren't allowed to do that, blah, blah, blah. And somebody pulled me aside and said, do you like it around here? <laughs> do, you like, do you like the way it is, the, the lights, the building? You know, it's a pretty nice place. Got a brand new stadium, you know. Salary cap's good. Money's good. Like, I was like, yeah, they're like, no need to do the whole poke the bear thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, I got you. I got you. I got you. Turns out that would have been a nightmare to do anyways with the amount. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. Be cool, regulations. But I was not happy that I was not allowed to do it. And I'm like, I'm sitting in a fucking, what are we, this place, what are we even doing? How about players weren't allowed to do any alcohol deals? And then there'll be the Crown Royal launch Mm -hmm. is on the field. It's like, what are we even, well, you guys, what are we? Different. I mean, like, (laughs) what, dude? This doesn't make any sense. Same type of thing here with sports gambling. This one, though, because the integrity of the game cannot be compromised. We all agree with that. I am a firm believer in that. The perception can't even be there. Can't. Can't even have an inkling Mm. of it. That's why whenever, when it happened, we said, ooh. Not good. Not good, not good. And then when Roger Goodell gave the season-long suspension, we said, feel like that was pretty much understood. But then the rest of the world was like, a season for that, two games for this, four games for this. Eight games for this? How does that whole thing work? And it's like, you like it around here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's pretty much that's pretty much how it all went down, isn't it? I mean, that's legitimately how it all yeah. went down. That's how. That's what'll be fun to see how everything plays out over the next like five to ten years with all the money coming in. And yeah, it's going to be fun. Big money. Oh yeah, and there are already marks on the internet talking about the NFL being rigged. So yeah, if you were to add really? this into it, then yeah, it'd be a problem. I think you should you're allowed you should be allowed to bet on your team, not against your team, because it'll make you try harder. Yeah, and yeah. sign them up for all the sports books. Yeah, so it's and the sports books can control what you can yeah. bet on. Yeah. Would you like to place a hundred, five hundred dollar, thousand, ten thousand dollar, twenty thousand dollar bet on your team? That's the only bet that is in the sports book for mm-hmm. him. You're right, Tom. That'd be sweet. I mean, he yeah. bet he bet against like the Jags, the Lions, a bunch of other. Did he use his own name and his own account? That's how they found him. So there was a service that the NFL employed uh, that basically tracks all of the sports books, mm-hmm. who signs up, and if it's an NFL roster player, they find it, ding it, send it to the NFL. Boom. We learned. So he could have just had a buddy. He could have had a buddy do it for him. Definitely. Yes, which nobody is doing. No. Wouldn't even think that. Nobody is doing that for the good of the game. Happened to Miles Austin. Can't be happening. Oh yeah, Jets wide receiver when he was coaching. Coaching, yeah, he's doing it from the football. Was it? He got fired, right? Yeah, he's betting on like the MLS or something. Exactly. I I guess I see. They can't. They can't let any of it go. Bernie Kosar was calling the games on the radio for the Browns. Place the bet. Oh yeah, gone. Yeah, you can't be associated. He's placed. You can't be associated with the NFL. And be associated at all with a sports book. Okay. We've learned that through multiple situations. Mm-hmm. That's the NFL stance right now. Strictly because the NFL is rigged is a real thing being talked about. Mm-hmm. But if that becomes a mainstream conversation not where legitimate good. people are saying it, that's not good for the league. That's really the only thing that could probably slow down the NFL at this sure. point. Yeah. Games are rigged. Are, yeah. That's one of the only things that I think could. But what if the NFL tries to start their own sports book? NFL plus. They make their own rules anyway, right? They can figure it out. NFL bets. Probably just easier to just take a shitload of money yeah. from all these other sports books. Yeah. Probably. Not as much of a headache. They would get a lot of skins. Yeah. Got to open your books, though. 
Kind of like the young bull, old bull. Licenses in each state is what Connor was talking about. Yeah, do you want to run down the hill or walk down the hill? Great question, AJ. Joining us now is a man who's in the NFL for over 17 years, has over 18,000 surgeries to his name. He's worked not only with the Chargers, with the WWE, the U.S. Olympic Committee, what? in the NBA, the MLB, and has been to over 20 combines. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. David Chow. Yeah, Dr. Doc, what's up? Woo. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. Doc, listen, I'm a fan of your work, okay? I think you're an incredibly good guy. I listen to what you say, a pro football doc. The only reason I haven't had you on is because, and I guess I was wrong in thinking this, <laughs> were you the guy that stabbed Tyrod Taylor with a golf uh, tee <laughs> and then had Justin Herbert start? And I've always been scared to have you on because I would have to talk about that. I just learned that that was not you. Well, I mean, look, that was Los Angeles Chargers. I'm in San Diego. I, quote, Ooh. stabbed over 100 different Chargers, including Phillip Rivers, dozens of times, and he's let me talk about it. Thankfully, his stabs did not involve his lungs. But rib blocks are a common thing that happens. No, that wasn't me. But I actually, on my podcast, kind of broke the news on that because we're watching from our war room that day, and all of a sudden, no Tyrod Taylor, here's Justin Herbert, we saw the medical doctor, then we saw reports of him being in the hospital, and we Quincy-like put it together that, oh, he was on the report injury report for a rib all of a sudden last minute. We actually sort of broke the news on it, but then, of course, your guy, uh, Rap Sheet, and then Schefter exploded the news. But we do injury analysis, not injury reporting. Okay, or stabbing with golf tees, right. which I should have done more <laughs> research. I, I always, and this is going to sound weird, but I've always wanted to protect you almost by not having you on the program because I am a fan of your work. Our people, though, if you come on and I don't ask about that, oh, yeah. going to call me a card. Mm -hmm. I do ask about that, and you are the guy. Your, your social media life is going to be vastly different. Wasn't you? Okay. There you go. There you go, Doc. It wasn't, it wasn't me. But we've, I've injected my fair share of ribs over time and done rib blocks. And I get the peril, and I feel bad for the doctor. And actually, when I wrote about it and reported it, I made a point of not putting his name out there so that he Yeah, looking uh, out for other doctors. Oh, yeah, we, we, know, we know how it works. You're a good man. Let's dive into this a little bit. The initial report out of Rap Sheet was that there was a pain tolerance test, standard pain tolerance test that was uh, offered up for an offensive lineman, and then that was it created an injury, and then he was sore and he wasn't able to do his thing. Then Ian Rapport had to create an NFL spokesperson, he says, uh, uh, is clarifying my use of the term pain tolerance test, saying there is no pain tolerance test. The player underwent a typical physical exam. So that person literally said, Ian, you like it around here? Yeah. What is this? How did he get confused <laughs> with that? What could that potentially be? And what is a standard physical test at the Combine, Dr. David Chow, who's been to 20 of them, worked his 17-plus years? Look. There's no question that there's no such thing medically as a pain tolerance test. Are there, quote, pain tests? Sure. Are you tender here? Are you sore here as part of the exam? But it's not like pressing on a body part and can you stand it. Are there tolerance tests? Yes. Is your knee stable? Is your ankle stable? Does your shoulder go all the way out this way? And do you feel some pain or soreness or being loose? Can you tolerate certain things? This had to be a non-medical person that link the two, not Rapsheet. We love Rapsheet. He's my guy. He's your guy. We yep. love Rapsheet. Yep. 
But he's not Aaron's guy. And, and <laughs> it, yeah, it's agents somehow uh, uh, a lay person linking the two as pain tolerance. No, there's tolerance testing. There's some quote tenderness testing. But look at this objectively, Pat. Look, you these are doctors examining people. This is not the Incredible Hulk with big green hands pulling on someone's ankle. Look, in in the football world, you got position players in general, and outside of Pat McAfee, you got punters and kickers, right? And then doctors are like down here, right, in terms of strength. How are 32 doctors, even if you pull on someone's ankle and hurt anybody? The force of a 6'5", 308-pound guy landing on his ankle in a pass set is much greater than any doctor pulling and the only way it could have done something, and I'm not saying that anything was wrong with his ankle, but there was one case Tyler Croft in 2015 talked about it. And he said his ankle was aggravated by the exam. Well, he came in with a high ankle sprain, 10-week timeline for return. It was six weeks at the combine. He let people examine and tweak on his ankle. And he wow. said the next day it was more sore. But that was a pre-existing injury. So if for a normal ankle to happen, it doesn't happen. And let me say this, and, and hopefully I'm not over my skis here. I think I'm going to say this because this pain tolerance thing is just ridiculous. I mean, I'm Chinese, so I can say this. But no doctors are taking bamboo shoots into people's <laughs> fingernails and seeing how long you can stand the pain. It's just not the, what happens there. So I find some of the... The offshoot of this is a little bit ridiculous. Okay, thank you for clarifying everything that you just clarified. Uh, we from the beginning, all the way to the end. What is that? And AJ has a question for you. Before the bounce home, isn't there a bounce home that could potentially happen? Is that a yes? In, in, a, in a knee test, let's say if there's a loose body or a meniscus, a bounce home test, and so oh, does that hurt? Uh, like, do you feel pain? Not how much pain can you stand? That's what I mean. Oh, gotcha. There are that's for tenderness and soreness. No question. I, they gave me one one time, and I don't know what it told them, but it hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> I just hurt. I'm like, yeah, hurts like hell, whatever you just did. Okay, good, good, good. I'm like, oh, good. What? I, really? I feel like just hyperextending my leg there. Sorry, go ahead, AJ. Well, the answer is no. If they ask you, does this hurt? The answer is always no. I feel like at the combine, no question. Oh, no, yeah, I was already in the league. Yeah, already in. Already yeah, yeah, in already you're already in the league, so yeah, 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 of course. But, yeah, yeah. Doc, when you, are, when you guys, like the doctors examine all these players, I know most doctors, what they give a, a certain grade to each player, depending on like what how healthy they may be. Can you explain what that might be? I was in college, actually. For each team has different grading oh. systems, just like each GM and scout has different grading systems. And you don't always agree. One team may say grade a guy higher medically or lower medically. It's somewhat subjective, despite all the medical testing that's out there. This is why teams send their own medical staff to get their own grades. Okay, so whenever you look at a guy who missed a couple games, right, last year for USC in Voorhees, then he tears his ACL doing a pointless drill in every offensive lineman's, is that grade what? Like, alarm? Like, how do you grade that? And what is the messaging that Team Doctor has to give to actual decision makers? And are they basically all the same? Well, the messaging is very customized, right? Obviously, unfortunate for this kid. He tore his ACL, so he's headed for surgery. And what I would tell a team if I were still in the league is obviously he fails the physical right now. But that doesn't make him undraftable. Look, he can be fixed and come back. Maybe not this season, more likely next season. Uh, You know, uh, Jeffrey Simmons with the Titans tore his ACL during training, and we panned him at Sports Injury Central saying he isn't going to be ready for the start of the season. But the Titans, he dropped in the first round. The Titans picked him. 
he's fine now, and he looks like a pretty good draft pick. So it doesn't mean you're undraftable. And by the way, injuries happen every year at the Combines, unfortunately. Every other year, someone tears their pec in the bench press. Look, last year in Pro Day, David Ojabo tore his Achilles. I mean, these are big men doing high-speed activities, and unfortunate things do happen. So, Doc, you're incredible, by the way, what you do here. Um, I'm really appreciating you know, your conversation that we're currently having. I think we were talking to Brett Veach. And A.Q. Shipley asked him a question about an offensive lineman who maybe had a couple red flags for some medical people, but then Veach sent it to a doctor and was like, what do you think? And Veach actually said, I'm sending it just thinking this guy's going to say, do not draft, keep moving. And he actually came back and was like, I think if we're able to do this, this, and this, we'll be able to handle it, we'll be able to manage it. Are there teams that are known to have, like, I don't know how to say it, more confident doctors in being able to fix problems? And is there some teams that are, like, ultra-conservative? How do you what, how do they get chosen, and is there any of that type of reputation around the NFL? For me, knowing who the doctors are in the league personally and having been at the Combines, I have an idea of what the different doctors are like. But for the average, are they GM just a better doctor? Are, are the people that are more conservative? Do they care more? Are the people that are a little bit more risky with their results? Are they better doctors in their minds? Like, how does that even? You know what I mean? How do you even have a difference of opinion on these things? Well, how do you have a difference of opinion on who the number one quarterback is or the number one draft pick is or who you should select? Differences of opinions happen, and it happens in medicine, too. I look at it this way. When we're in medicine taking care of these athletes, athletes like you guys, you know, Pat and AJ here, you know, you're you're driving an Indy car, right? And, and, And it's race cars. You guys are race car guys. Any driver can go 200-plus miles an hour on a straightaway. Any doctor can say, smooth sailing, let's go. Anybody can make it through a turn by going slow enough. But the key is in NFL sports medicine, if you want to be successful, is to know when the straightaway is ending, better slow down here. Or when the curve is ending, better hit it mm. to hit the, hit the ground running. So it's to know what's happening in the whole situation. And it's not a cut-and-dry formula like look at Pat, Patrick Mahomes, high ankle sprain. You're out four weeks, six weeks. At Sports Injury Central, we said this, this dog's going to play through because he throws off-platform anyways, unlike other people. And so he's oh. going to be able to compensate for not putting that back foot into the ground. So that's what we do at Sports Injury Central. And, and honestly, it has to do with why you guys are so successful. You guys were there on the field. Well, as a doctor, myself and the other doctors for what we do, we're in the room when it happened, right? You know, on the other side of this, we were at combines. We graded people. We did all this stuff. We got people back. There's a lot of people that want to be in the room where it happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people. Just like my country, I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, Hungry. I believe. I'm cultured. I've seen it. I know what we're doing right here with Hamilton. Also, shout out to IndyCar. The first race of the season was yesterday. Graham Rahal, sixth place. Erickson, I believe, with a winner. He was an Indy 500 winner last year. Dixon in second place. A great IndyCar. Hey, Doc, you're having a great day. Go, Doc. Doc, you're rolling right now, Doc. You're rolling. Ten Diggs has a question for you. Doc, um, so the situation with Brock Purdy, he was supposed to have surgery. There was still inflammation now. They're going to try to have surgery again. Uh, that injury, is that a Tommy John injury? Is that similar to the surgery that Ben Roethlisberger had? What's, what do you think is going on with Brock Purdy? There's no question it's surgery on the Tommy John ligament. Is it classic Tommy John surgery with the reconstruction? We don't know yet. It hasn't happened. We hope not. We hope it's more Big Ben repair. 
Look, at the Super Bowl and uh, where I saw you guys a little bit there, uh, you guys were swamped and busy always, so no big hello other than a, <laughs> and then a wave. But I was saying there, this Brock Purdy thing, he could be ready by week one, but there was no guarantee he was going to be ready by week one. And how do you project a return timeline when at Radio Row, he hadn't even seen the doctor yet. When he finally saw the doctor who was going to do the surgery, the timeline got pushed back. And now I think people see this is going to be tough, the 49ers, to count on Brock Purdy right now. Why was that swollen this far after the season? Is that normal, or is it because he threw a little bit after he injured it? What, like, what happened there? He slept on it wrong? How? Why was that thing delayed yet again to this week, I believe? This, yeah, this Wednesday. Wednesday. It's my belief. It's my belief, and he is going to have surgery at the end of this week. It's my belief that it wasn't so much the swelling, it was the loss of range of motion uh, because of the swelling. And one of the tenets of this Tommy John family of surgeries, whether it's true Tommy John or Tommy John repair, is you want to have full range of motion of the elbow, just like when you do an ACL. You want to have full range of motion. That's why the doctor chose to wait a little bit. So it wasn't swelling? It wasn't swelling of it? Because that was the report. No, no. Because of the, no, there's no question there's swelling because there's torn tissue. The ulnar collateral ligament is torn. So there is some swelling, but it's the range of motion, I think, that he didn't have in addition to the swelling that led for the small delay. Normal to have the swelling, not normal to have the lack of range of motion whenever surgery's already been scheduled? Well, the goal is to not to have, no, to come in with normal range of motion. And it gives you the best chance of retaining normal motion, which is important for a throwing elbow quarterback. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Doc, what about all this grass and field turf situation going on? We see the players trying to band together, try to get grass everywhere in all the stadiums. They say, hey, the soccer teams can all do it. Why can't we do it? What do you see when you look at the numbers when it comes to injuries with grass compared to some of this turf? Well, there's no question the better the footing, the more your foot sticks, the faster, the better you can cut, but the higher the potential injuries. It's like a ski binding. If you're a professional ski racer, you crank that binding tight. Yeah. But if you're a beginner, you leave it loose so your knee can pop out and you don't get hurt. The problem is grass is slicker, which is better, but statistics show it's about one major knee ligament injury a season, and it's half grass, half turf right now in the NFL. What would you do? You'd make it all grass? I'd be, I'd be love to have that problem to be a billionaire. And yeah, I'd probably make it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I'm just glad I can make my backyard grass. That's all I'm worried about. Amen. Hell yeah. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Doc, one of the bigger conversations this year around injuries was the Tua situation, obviously, with the concussions. You obviously are an analyst of the injuries. Did you know on that first you know play where there was a back injury or a concussion and then there was kind of that mix-up with the whole thing? And then also, what is your thought around the – uh, unaffiliated neurological consultants each team has? Well, first of all, each team has three of them, right? One in the booth, one on each sideline. As far as real time, when Tua had that, quote, back issue, when I saw him go down, I said he's out. You know, real time, Twitter, from the war room, et cetera. I was equally surprised as everyone else that he returned to the game. I can see a it being his back, but I'd love more transparency from the NFL. If a pool reporter can talk to an NFL referee after a game, like after the Super Bowl, to get the explanation of the holding call, why can't they talk to the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant or Dr. Sills and hear it immediately say, this is what happened, it really was his back, and this is why. So I get why people are worried about it. In the big picture, 
Tua's had two documented concussions this season. A lot of people say three. I get why you would say three. But, you know, uh, Mitch Morris, center for the for the uh, Bills, has had six total concussions in his career and has come back and continued to play. Kenny Pickett had two this season and has continued to Dunk. play. Tight end uh, for the Steelers, their new young tight end, has had a couple Pat of concussions. That's his name. He is a dog. How many is he Oh, Doc, I fucked it up. That's his name, Friar Muth. We all we all have to yell his name. Yeah. Like that. We apologize. We messed that up. That's a lot of concussions for those guys, huh, Doc? Are we? Is yeah. And, and and look, I think one concussion, especially a bad one, is too many. And I'm not advocating it. Look, if Tua asked me and he hasn't, what's the best thing to do for my brain? I'd say quit playing the collision sport of football. <laughs> but I'd say that for everybody. But to single Tua out to say you can't play anymore. What about these other guys that had more? You have to take it very individually is all that I'm saying. And look, and I'm very sensitive to the CT and concussion issue uh, because I really consider uh, a lot of uh, the people in the league have been my friends, and I am worried about them. Okay, so are we. We appreciate you so much for joining us. We need to do this again, especially because you didn't stab a guy in the lung. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, Doc? That's good. Anytime. Anytime, my man. Hey, appreciate you. You are amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Dog. Yeah, He's fantastic, yeah. AJ. He is. He does a lot like game day, like I think big time for betting stuff where he will evaluate people's like who is hurt, who is not hurt, how hurt are they. Are you talking Ooh. about Sports Injury Central, pal, SIC? Yeah, I think I am. Had Sick. polos. Mm-hmm. He had a polo he I was know. wearing. The war room. He sits in the war room and watches games and like analyzes real-time injuries. I love it. Six concussions up there, Buffalo yeah, Bills Mitch. Center. That's a lot. What are they doing in Buffalo? You say man. six in this year? No, no, no just no, total. I think total, total. Say. How many has Fryermuth got? Uh, two, I believe. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Kenny's got two in one year. These yeah, guys they, wearing helmets in well, Pittsburgh yeah, or what? Cha- they changed helmets, so they're fine. After they, also, they got one? Also, they started drinking steel straight from the tap, so they'll Boom. be fine. Those liquid hot. We yeah. don't have to worry about that. Lava. Let's go. Uh, if you have a phone call to make, go ahead and make it on the Five Energy phone line one eight three three four three two three six six three. That's one eight three three four. Da do. Five Energy hotline. We will certainly answer some of those calls here in the moments. Let's wrap up some things that we do know. Derek Carr. The numbers have come out. Hundred million dollars guaranteed to be the New Orleans Saints quarterback. Congrats to him. Derek Carr gets another big-time payday as a New Orleans Saints quarterback. We are incredibly proud and happy for him. What a guy. What a run. And Stephen A. Smith's reaction after saying, I do not care. This guy's played nine years in the NFL. He has not won a playoff game. Who cares if he goes to New Orleans Saints? Well, the Saints care. How much? $100 million. With $60 million of that at signing. Damn. Another $10 million in year three vesting after year one. Carr structures his deal to accommodate Saints caps issue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Absolutely, he does. Congrats to Carr. Did you expect this? I did not, but this kind of happened with Tannehill, too, a couple years ago, I think. Yeah, I I did not expect. These numbers seemed bigger than I thought they would be, Um, especially since you could easily say, hey, it's a four-year, $150 million deal, and if they don't say any of the guarantees, you're like, all right, it doesn't matter. It's probably a one-year move-on deal. But the fact that he listed – he said 100 in total guarantees, and then he said 60 at signing, and then he said 10 
Another t- how does that equal a hundred? I don't know where the other thirties come from. He gets seventy million effectively fully guaranteed at signing, I'd assume. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah. no, he didn't I don't think he put that in there as well. And then what 15? sixty million sign another either way he's getting a ton of guaranteed money. I guess I didn't expect that much guaranteed. So that would mean that there's three. thirty million next year? After year yeah. One. Coming guaranteed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's give Ian a call. What, what does this mean, Ian? And it, I know. He said he would call back when he got the information. He offered. I said, fuck off. Okay, Just nice. because <laughs> of how quickly after the show <laughs> it was. It was right after, yep. I can't take it anymore. You know what I mean? I can't take He did it with the commander's information with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Literally, he's in our parking lot releasing that information about former Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz. So $30 million next year then? So it's 60 this year, 30 next year, then like 10, 10 in year three, for that yeah. year three, if we're reading this accurate, and guarantees. And that's the only money that matters. We'd assume – that there is like Pro Bowl bonus in there. We'd assume that there's Super Bowl bonus in there, NFC Championship bonus in there, numerous escalators that'll get the extra fifty million. But that's how we get to a hundred, is what we're guessing. Yeah, or even just forty next year, right? Because forty next year will probably be what thirty-five is this year. So it number. says ten million vested in so year that's not, three. That's not at signing part. Another of ten million in it's year coming three. Coming year. Th- Three after year one. So after he plays his first year, that ten mil becomes guaranteed. Is that what so March fifteenth next year, he's due ten million dollar bonus for year three. And then next year would just be thirty million guaranteed. Remember how he reported Aaron Rodgers' deal? Oh yeah, exactly. and Mahomes and versus. Oh yeah, yeah they did it with Mahomes and they got a pass just because I don't. I'm not really how sure how big the amount of money was. Yeah, but they it was four hundred thirty eight, right? But they said five hundred. Everybody, 500 million, 500 million, 500 million, Mm -hmm. 500 million. Anyways, congrats to Derek Carr. Way to go. Unbelievable. Good job. What a dog. We did not expect that. No, 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 no. Kidding? Florio put out a tweet that it's after going through everything, it's basically three years, $100 million. uh, So 33-ish a year. Good deal. Seventy up front. Congratulations, Derek. We are happy for you, pal. Hell yeah. That NFC South has a lot of new faces. Mm-hmm. Who will be the new crown champs? Tom Brady's doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, he said, let's fucking go at the end of a video uh, where he was hyping up John Jones's return to the octagon. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's the most amazing thing I've seen. Let me screen record that. Used it this morning as my motivational speech. Shout out to Tom Brady living his best uh-huh. life. Oh, yeah. He also announced an autograph signing, I believe, in Tampa Bay. Oh. And his voice is hoarse because he had such a good time at the UFC fight. Oh, yeah. Hey, Tom, live it up, pal. Enjoy, Tom. Enjoy it, Tom. Tom, do your thing, Tom. Keep going, Tom. Hey, what was the uh, what was the stand up rumor thing going around that wasn't real? I think that was to promote the greatest roast of all time. You know, I believe a comedy. I think somebody got intel that there was some sort of comedian mm-hmm. thing going mm-hmm. on, and it was actually the roast that ended up getting announced later in the day. Morning was Tom Brady's trying to be a comedian, so maybe hired some writers oh. for the roast, yep. potentially. You know, and that led to, because it's Tom Brady, false information being leaked. Fresh out of a divorce, Mm -hmm. retirement, Mm -hmm. Tom Brady getting roasted. It should be a good one. I think so. People boozing. Who's doing it? What network? Netflix. Hopefully it's, uh, what's his face, Jeff Ross. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully he is. The roast master himself. He's only known for one thing. Yeah. And by this stage, for how long he's only been known for it, you would assume everybody would fucking hate him. I, that is not the case. No. He is unbelievably talented at fucking murdering people. Mm-hmm. I hope he's involved. Can't wait to see the others that are involved. Would assume there's going to be Gronk up there. Yeah, Gronk, Jules. 
Peyton. Like Shaq. He'll get all the big time. Shaq, Charles Barkley might come. You never know. It's business, though, bro. You know, some of these exactly. things. Yeah, true. I, hopefully Giselle's there. That's what I said. She oh, might yeah. be. She what if the, they go at each other? That'd be awesome. She might still be down at Carnival, there, right? Yeah. She's she living. Could be. She's living. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu. She's yeah, she could. She life. might just come to Jiu-Jitsu. She's rolling. Just, she breaks out a matin with that yeah, guy that, that guy, had been yeah. in Tom yeah. Brady's yeah. house yep. around yep. his kids. Yeah. They just start rolling. Yeah. Puts cool. him in a triangle. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Montana allegedly. hits him with a football. Per TMZ. Allegedly. Boy, still thinking about it. Yeah. Top tier. Still got the juice. His Super Bowl jersey from the you know how whatever Super Bowl it was just sold for one point four million. Just shattered what? the old record. Still, yeah, he's fucking Jeez. Joe. What do you mean? What? Yeah, dude, I, I, I think I, it's amazing. Yeah. I love that people still like because I value Joe Montana. I still hold him up to that okay. level. I'm glad that the young kids are still. Doing I saw the a throw on the internet. He made pre, uh, like the highlight. Boy, oh boy, Joe could sling. He was a dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Montana. He's I mean, an Italian from Western Pennsylvania. Well, some pal. people forget these children these days. <laughs> Dan, Dan Orlovsky left him off he his uh, top five. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Dan's a no. mark. Dan is a mark. Who was calling us a mark? AQ. Yep. AQ. We're all football uh, marks. You guys enjoyed watching him throw, didn't you? He did say yeah, that. Yeah, we did, <laughs> yeah, AQ. We did, actually. Uh, football. Ian that? just called. Let's answer that. Let's answer that. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a guy who can break every piece of information in every news article the NFL has moments after exiting our show every fucking time. Yep. Ian Rappaport. Hi, guys. Ian. You know, I'll say this. With all apologies to my great sources, some of them watch your show. Um, for instance, I had a high-ranking source reach out to me before and say, I hope you got coffee, which I thought was very nice. Um, sometimes people think it's funny to not break news on your show. I just wanted to make sure I'm available to the people to explain what the Derek Carr numbers actually mean, um, since I know the meaning is important. So, thank you for being such a hero, Ian. Honestly, we, you know what? You're right. That's what we should have been thinking about. And to the sources, come on. What's the deal? Let's, uh, let's the send the info a little bit earlier. You know, he comes on every Monday. We do appreciate you watching. Let's start talking about this. $100 million in guarantees, 150 in total, 60 at signing, another 10 after one year that's pushed to year three. So that's $70 million in guarantees, and right. then year two is worth $30 million. Did we get that? Did we get that right pretty much? Yeah, so here's the best way to, to look at this. It is a, with all the numbers, the most important numbers, two-year deal for $70 million. That is the most important. So the way it's structured, it's going to be, I believe, 30 and 30. So it's going to be two years, 60. And then an additional 10 is going to be guaranteed in year three that he's definitely getting once he makes it past year one. So unless they cut him after one year, 60 million, which would be crazy, um, he's getting two years, 70 million with 10 of that a year after. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So let's say he plays two years and is cut. He, How's it 100? What's that? How's Yeah, AJ just asked it. How's yeah. it 100 then? It's a 70. That's guaranteed, that's guaranteed for injury. So if he sustains an injury mm. that forces him to never play again, God forbid, knock on whatever, then he gets 100 guaranteed. Got it. So it's two years, $70 million in total if he was to make it to year two as a New yes. Orleans Saint. Correct. And – it's interesting because, like, you know, you sort of wonder. Like, I remember there were these rumors, like, Derek Carr wants 35, and I was kind of like, it's going to be interesting to see if he gets that. And he got it. I mean, that really shows you, like, if you don't have a quarterback, you got to pay. 
Congrats, Derek. There you go, Derek. Proud of you, buddy. Uh, you just reported, I believe, that Ingram officially franchise tagged. Anybody yep. else officially get picked up? Uh, Ingram got tagged. Orlando Brown not tagged. Come to Indy. Whoa. We need a tackle. Okay. I mean, I would say there's a lot of people right now. Like, franchise left tackles almost never become available. Now, he could resign in Kansas City. He likes it there. They're going to keep working. Loves it. But he's going to the open market. So, like, let's say you're a team like, I don't know, I'll just throw out a random team, the Chicago Bears. Who have Ryan Poles, who used to be in Kansas City, who have a lot of cap space and who need offensive line help. Oh. would potentially be able to make a lot of money from one of those teams, I would say. Congratulations to the Bears getting a dog, it sounds like. Oh. He did talk highly of Kansas City, though, and how much he appreciates it. Mm-hmm. That holds weight, it seems like, whenever we were talking to yes. Orlando. We appreciate the hell out of you, Ian. You're the man. Good luck on TV, pal. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Baby rap sheet. What the hell? Can't wait to see what he breaks. Yeah. Hold on, right, let's wait. Yeah, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a minute. So two years, 70 for sure. We know. Sounds like, unless yeah. it's one year, 60. Makes him the ninth That seems nuts, but though. yeah, it's absurd. We also forgot Josh Jacobs got franchise tied already as well. By the Raiders. Just remembered that, yeah. All right, check Ian's Twitter. I think we've waited long enough. Yeah, 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Should be some sort of news there. Let's go to the Five Energy phone line. Let's go to Morgan in California. Morgan, what's going on? Pat, boys, how you doing? Keep moving. Thank you. Right on. Hey, I just right. wanted to show a little love to uh, Kirk Kitayama. Me and him come from the same hometown, as well as another guy, Aaron Rodgers. So, Chico! You know, Chico. The only, only thing coming out of Chico are absolute dogs. Thank you, Morgan. Did you watch that at all? He had some big names on his ass, and he held tight. And then that putt on 18 was beautiful. Absolutely. I was, I was nervous for him. I'm sitting there watching him wind that thing. I'm like, man, that's a long-ass two-putt, and the dude basically drained it in the first shot. Yeah, how does that not fall? How about how often, how many times he looked at it, too? I was like, oh, no. Yeah. This is why, like, they say, like, um, big-time players come alive in big-time moments. That's why they're big-time players, mm-hmm. right? Big names are big names for a reason because in big moments, they put on big performances. Like, the names that we know are the names that we know – for a reason. The names that we don't know are names that we don't know for a reason. In the way this guy was just balling, balling, balling. And on 18, he's in the middle of the thick stuff. Couldn't see his ball. 158 out. Takes an 8-iron. Puts that thing up on the green. I'm like, okay. This guy, I thought that was a... Yeah. I thought that ball was... Because yep. Rory did it earlier. Literally in the same round. I thought that ball was gone. Like This is when he comes back down to earth. This is when his brain being the fucking brutal brain that it is in golf, tells him, you're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason. And boom, the ball goes the other way. Puts it on the green. Then he gets on the green. Needs a two-putt. Easy as that. Yeah. Three-putted earlier in the round. Mm-hmm. Had a seven earlier in the round. All you need is a two-putt. Oh, easy. Big left-to-right looping. That's why he starts overlooking, and you hear the commentator with an accent. I don't remember which one. You don't want to overthink it. And I'm like, you're right. Like, this is oh, this guy, three-putts right here. Oh, this is what he's going to be remembered yeah. for forever yes. like this is it mm-hmm. oh my, i started getting like nervous on my couch i'm like roll it close bro <laughs> just roll it close even though i had money on everybody else that would yep. have been in a playoff and potentially been in there i just saw this guy's life shattering mm-hmm. pretty much on the 18th hole after that long ass weekend of doing everything golf is demanding yeah, yeah. every single moment you got to be on there if you want to win it 
And that fucking guy closed the door. I'm happy for him, man. Incredibly proud of him. And I do not know him, AJ. That dude's life is completely different now. And that not that one of the biggest purses uh, in the whole? Yeah. Three, you know, six. Yeah. Like three, all the events. Three, six to win. Yeah. yeah. To first place. And then like. That's so 1. big for the PGA. Second. And then I think another there's, million. Yeah. Like yeah. One, well, one. And I'm sure he's exempt now and do a lot second, of stuff. So yeah. it's 800K. Yes. But so they split the second place purse, obviously. Yeah. 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 Well, second and. Yeah, you get the, those, yeah. all of the combined. You could have, however, you have six people split second place. Yeah, but then time. you also you also split. doesn't it split third, fourth, fifth? That oh, whole thing. in yeah. that yeah, you're that not yeah, I guess right. Doesn't that all go in yeah, there? That's split. why they have the yeah, they split yeah. second and third. I also didn't like people being like, I can't believe you fucking marked that ball. Everyone always marks it so that you're the last putt so that you can celebrate. The guy oh. told him to. Yeah, Victor Hovland, his partner told him to. Yeah, and Hovland tried to roll it off the green. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That guy goes from what third to tenth or something. Mm-hmm. That it, I, I was watching it, and you know, and after I played on the course last week, and then Tahoe has really changed everything. What a and then full swing and pro golfer. What an and PGA Tour. What an exhausting sport that has to be. Just exhausting mentally. Mentally, especially as a, like the. You could feel like a, a Kitty Yama or whatever. Like the pressure grows each oh, shot he yes. has. And then it's like, all right, here we go. I'm on 18. Try, like imagine putting yourself in that dude's shoes. Bro. When all those dudes are chasing you, how Water tough it is to swing everywhere. a golf club mm-hmm. right there. Walking up to 18. Just walking? Yeah. And they're like <laughs> celebrating. It's like, oh, this fucking moment of my life is coming up. Everything I just did does not matter. Nope. I'm getting yep. a round of applause. You're walking there. And they're talking about him doing his deep breaths and everything. It's like, yeah, no shit, dude. He just spent four days of his life trying to change the trajectory of his family. And then all of a sudden now he's got a fucking hundred footer mm-hmm. that you, hey, mm-hmm. just need a two putt. Just, you know, which is even worse. And the, yeah, because that's all he's thinking about was the three putt earlier in the round. Like, oh, fuck, I've already done this once today. Like, watch me do it again here. But draining. Yeah. yeah. And to your point about the full swing, it's like we saw Mito Pereira go through it. Like, Put in the yeah, he's, he's on 18, right, to win the PGA Championship. And then he doubles, and now he's in lift because, like, you really just don't. Sometimes <laughs> and now we'll never see back. him a golf game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. CW said that the numbers that were reported for the live viewers were wrong. What their hell? viewers were triple what was viewed, they said. Really? Yeah, there was a little bit of a battle on numbers. Never would have guessed that with numbers as oh, yeah, a whole in 2023. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they took the entire weekend's numbers, I believe, and added them together or something like that. Well, people don't do that with everything else. No. People aren't skewing <laughs> numbers and displaying them in a misleading fashion yeah. in the media world at all. That wouldn't make sense. Well, this week we've got the players. You guys like full swing? Yeah. So Some apps. I think there was better episodes than others. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I did enjoy the access of seeing how they live. For instance, we tried to have Jordan Spieth on this program. We were supposed to have Jordan Spieth on this program like four different times. And he's like canceled last minute out of nowhere. And it's like, all right, I fucking hate this guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like literally out of nowhere canceling last minute. I'm like, we never said it publicly. But then I watched Full Swing. I'm like, these dudes' schedules. <laughs> like, wow. I wouldn't be fucking signing up for anything. Like, the travel, the golf, the – it's just like – Imagine if you're not a top-tier guy, too, and you're catching Southwest flights to all these tournaments, and you got to play in these Monday, like, sponsor things to, to help your sponsor so you can have a little Joel. thing on the right sleeve of your shirt pay you fifteen grand or something. They are on the road every single day pretty much and doing a lot of bullshit, to your point about sponsor stuff and everything. So I think that was eye-opening, and it made me be like, oh, I'm never booking a guy <laughs> – Never book it I am so now. sorry that we even thought that we'd be able to get 20 minutes. They got to be tired 
either in the middle of a nap or full go mm -hmm. at all times. It's like, I think that is what I learned about from full swing that I appreciate. It's like the lifestyle of a professional golfer. I don't, I, I think I grossly underestimated how exhausting it would be. It, it has to be just full time all the time. Massive respect for all the professional golfers. Yeah, last week they all played in that Monday pro-am at the Seminole and then probably traveled Tuesday and then Wednesday you got pro-am and then Thursday through Sunday is the tournament. And then you got to travel to the next spot. Yeah. Repeat. Yeah. Hope you got to go well, yeah. home. They show up on Monday. A lot of times they show up, sometimes Sunday, but the Monday before thing. So it's like a, it's a whole week. It's not like just what we see on TV. That's every fucking day. Yeah, and, and PGA is not helping at all with the cost of any of that. Exactly. So if you're, playing, if you're playing like shit, you know, it's like mm -hmm. some of these guys end up, it's like, oh, well, fuck. I don't Lose even know. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I lost $250,000 over the last five weeks. How? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't make the cut. You lost money? You played it? They put you on TV? Yeah, but they change that now, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's right. some. So Liv, oh, yeah. Liv is fixing the PGA, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Big time. Liv, Liv has made the PGA evolve, which I think we had pretty much have been saying since the beginning. Like, we like more money for athletes. And if you're going to get mad about where money's coming from for athletes, cool. We understand. We don't like that either. But let's get mad about where that money's going everywhere then, not just to athletes. Let's worry about let's, – let's selective outrage, I believe, is what Chris Rock called his special so that he could talk about Will Smith at the very end with it, mm -hmm. which was, you know, interesting. But, like, I think that was our angle. But then we're also, like, this is going to force the PGA mm -hmm. to get better. Like, this is – and all of a sudden, like, $20 million just fell out of the sky. Yes. As soon as – like, oh, here's $20 more million. Now it's like, don't – there's no – you're going to get paid pretty much if you come golf. And they're guaranteeing certain players are going to be at the big events too. Like they're doing things to yep. make like yes. mandatory for these big so they, events. They Great made, for golf. They made these ele yeah. elevated events, which uh, API, Army Department Invitation will be one of them. Designated, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't include the four majors and the players. Those are still – I mean, those, those are what are, they are. But these elevated events, there won't be any cuts. So, and the top 50 – and then essentially top 70 players in the world will all be playing in these so that the sponsors are guaranteed to have all these players there so that they're putting more money into these tournaments, which means bigger payouts for these tournaments. Also, they're taking $50 million from that basically Tiger Woods Award. It was $100 million. Performance. Social yeah. media. And now they're... Power going, that's Performance going, Index. PPI? PIP, I think. So that's going from 100 to $50 million, and they're putting that $50 million back into these elevated tournaments, too, so that all these players... So congrats to golf. Let's go. And by the way, you're going to get more people watching if the guys are in every single week, so yeah. it's like there will be more money coming into the PGA. I got massive respect for it. I'm happy we got to this point, and it was kind of expected. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I think in the PGA, he's been around a long time. I put on a lot of great tournaments. They zigged when they had to zig here. They've zagged when they've had to zag. They figured it out. And it seems like their members are all very proud to be a part of the PGA Tour, yeah. which is even better for all parties, especially the fans that get to watch every single weekend. Yeah, exactly. He won't get credit for it, but this was Phil's mission the whole time, just to make yeah. the PGA better. That's actually exactly what Phil said when he went over there was, hey, look, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, obviously, for – my family, but if I have the opportunity to, you know, change the course of how the PGA operates, then I'm going to take it. Whatever the case, it's better for us as fans. Yeah, absolutely. And yesterday yeah. was a great reminder of that, how yes. big golf is during yep. the offseason. That was amazing. So sweet. Dude, it's such a perfect fucking. Oh, yeah. Lock case. That's my pickleball paddle. Just right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? It's just like perfect for this. Chilling. Well, they've the way that they like if they go to commercial, they still do picture in picture now most of the time. Like for when it really play matters, through, play, play through. Yeah, exactly. Very so like, clever. Like it, it is really clever. nice how you can 
you can kind of just sit on there all day and you're really not missing much. So I was at a golf course this one time recently and I ran into a couple college teams. Mm-hmm. That's a real deal too. I guess like these college golfers are fucking oh yeah players. Just like it, the right? number one player. You got to make the choice too. Where are you going? So this, I guess there's a deal in place between seniors and the PGA where it's oh. like it's not like Q school but kind of mm-hmm. yeah so the uh, the they had this I think on the PGA tours uh Instagram the number one player in the country I think is at Vanderbilt and if he wins a certain amount or something that he oh. he doesn't go to Q school or anything yeah like he gets that. his card he on. gets his card and he goes Shout out oh that's a good idea great idea yeah it, it's a very good idea. I was talking to this um I was talking to this one particular guy who had played I believe in some massive tournaments at golf courses that are very nice Mm -hmm. and he's still in college so i think there's like a pipeline that is trying to be created to make it more efficient yes these dudes are players though oh Mm -hmm. yeah sticks like hey yeah there's like there's 12 year olds out there shooting six under yeah people can play i didn't know about the college golf game though but down in the south oh yeah big deal and then big 12 they got like oklahoma state and everything texas Texas is very good good. that's where jordo and scoot went to Mm -hmm. but our guy our guy Akshay, though, got a card. That's to your right. point, he did yep. not go to college. He said, I'm, I'm going to be a pro golfer. What am I wasting my time reading books for? Mm-hmm. Went into a couple different tours, and he got his card. Congrats to Akshay. Yeah, let's go, Akshay. Hey, baby, Akshay. So, I don't know how this worked. What do you do? He just performed well enough on this particular securing, tour? Yeah, it's Special like Special temporary membership? What's that mean? I thought it was like three straight uh, tournaments if you play and you hit a certain, you know, He's got to make enough money to keep going. Yeah, he's got to make enough money, I guess. Man. It's so hard. So you got to play well. Play, dude. You triple one hole. Dead. Yeah. See ya. Back yeah. to the Bahamas with nobody watching. Over. <laughs> Over. That's a tough grind, man. I thought about that uh, twenty million million dollars you're going to give me mm-hmm. if I make top yeah. fifty in a senior yep. championship tour. Numerous mm-hmm. times over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, buddy. That's a <laughs> tough sport. Hey, it's a tough. Tough sport. Golf is golf is hard. You got really so much is. time. You got to remember that. A lot of time. Yeah, time's yeah. on my side. Yeah, exactly. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen by that time? If you Who were knows. to take one year, exactly, just you fully got it. to it, just to play golf every single day. Yep. Yeah, but when the I get to the stage of life that I'm able to commit one year, do I still have the, the power, drive. the explosion, the yeah. Hand-eye coordination. I don't know. Well, it does, well. Hey, you look. You you lose zero dollars. The only one losing in this situation is him. Is AJ yeah. That's right. Let's not forget. We are, I'm a winner because if you get, if I if I get to turn on the TV and I see you get top fifty in a Champions Tour event, I'm a winner too. I'm excited and happy for you. Oh, good yeah. friend. You <laughs> said you'd be on the oh, bag. Oh yeah, I'll carry your bag for sure. You get in. I'm. We'll I'm see, there, but then there's it. a little bit of uh, oh, conflict yeah. of interest. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, you knew, not. You on guys the bag. know. You guys know I'm a good teammate. You know that. No, with his no 20 mil. Yeah, he's a pretty good teammate. Yeah, you're great. I'm pretty positive. Oh, was there $20 million on the line in those pickleball games? Should have been. Is we're that, we're yeah. playing like there I was. play like there is. I always yeah. play like there is. Is that why you wouldn't let Ty hit the ball for like two or three games? Whoa, yeah, whoa, you're whoa, poaching up there. Yeah, you're poaching yeah. up at the net. You know what happens. Those videos there. in motion. Hey, have you that, seen Ty's backhand? Hey, pickleball has got a controversy cooking, and they, I don't even know if they know it. It's bad. a lot of dudes stepping in front of the, oh, the women in yeah. the mixed, and even in I guess just standard partner in life standard yeah. partner games. There's clear that playing in doubles just because you're very talented and like this guy's okay, but also I'm gonna stand right in front and every 
no sh- like running right in front of people and mm-hmm. hitting. It's like. Is that what they do? Oh, yeah. A couple guys. The hard thing is when you watch like the high-level people, you're right. And watching us play out there, scramble around and have Phil dive and roll 38 times, that's probably fun to watch. But the pros, they just stand right outside the kitchen, just dink, 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 dink all along. Like there's – I don't know. they got to figure something out. I mean, well, I think pickleball is doing okay. And once again, we're very new to the sport, and we've tried to fix it a few different times. Mm-hmm. And we do apologize, but – Well, we don't really know the rules, but – what's well, now we had some conversations right before the show right too hey we got to get this second net up and we just gotta do it we just gotta play we just gotta we just gotta play we gotta play yeah we need a bracket we need to make a just bracket tape the court just tape a quick tape still, job i still like thunderdome pickle Thunder, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i mean the rules or the setup we have not we need a bigger net we need a bigger net we need to get lines down because yeah. it is a lot of yeah, we need blue tape. Bigger getting, net. It's not. Isn't that a full? Isn't that a normal size net? That's, that's half, half net. Yeah, uh, we're getting a painter's oh, tape. We're getting a painter's oh, yeah, tape. That is putting, tiny. We're putting the head of pickleball is also setting us a lot of things. Who's the Mister Pickleball or Mrs. Pickleball yeah. Jesus. Oh my god! Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Happy. The reason oh, I said that is strictly from watching fucking McGinn or whatever his name is play. I assume that's how they handle it in the front office for pickleball. Tyson is a dog. Yeah, Tyson McGinn is a dog, and he's not a doubles player. He's a solos player. Got sick hair. It's easy to see. He's got sick hair, dude. His serve, oh, little mean. Kind of goes up onto his tippy toes, give a little extra power, yeah. a little extra juice. Hell yeah! I bounce it when I serve it. I don't know if so any do pros are yeah, doing that. One bounce, they, they so are, but whatever. They don't bounce. Not very few. No, they're kind of out of the hand. To be clear, though, when we started playing, we. We were all like, under the assumption that that's the had, only way to serve. You had to fucking bounce the bitch. <laughs> so we were born in the dark with the bounce exactly. serves. And I'll it, never go back. There is There has to be some advantage to not bouncing it. has to yeah. be. I don't know. Because from what I see, a lot of the clips, like, no one really has power serve. They're putting it in play. Is that yeah, right? exactly. It's placement. It's all no, about being precise. Because no well, they have faults. can't remember. I assume somebody's coming in to that with game a, at some serve. point. Working on it right now. Yeah. A lot of tennis players over there. Oh, yeah. There was something called paddle ball I learned of. Yes, that's what yeah. I also like thought was beach? a different version. No. Cages. It's yeah. in a cage. It's in a, yeah. I've what? done it. I did it once. It's like squash with pickleball. You're hitting it at Different people. ball. Like wool different games? Different ball. The ball is like it's heavy similar. rubber ball. And it can only really be played in the winter, too. It's weird. The floor was heated. It's like underneath. It's a weird platform thing. I, I had no idea what it was. I met a guy named Dan who is a living legend after talking to him. A stallion of a man. This this guy, yeah. epic human. I think he was pretty high up in the paddleball world at one point. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. we spent two to three holes talking about it. I was intrigued by it. I was very much you're you're trying to like because everything's in. It seems like right. Oh yeah. yeah. So if, power, if you hit power, it'll go. You just play it off the back fence or the side. Like you can play it off all of that. Yeah, but you're trying. I don't. It's like squash with pickleball mixed together, but except you're playing against someone across from you. I guess you are trying to hit people with it. Mm-hmm. Like you were trying to hit. Yeah. Yeah. That is a style. Automatic point. Right. That is there. a style of play. Because I immediately go, "Oh, you just got to hit it." And Dan was like, "It's kind of my thing." I was kind of. <laughs> it's kind of what I. Uh, I was like, oh, you were hated probably by everybody. Oh, it's a good strategy or whatever. Just good strategy. <laughs> you ask him, like, hey, are you worried that pickleball is definitely coming for your throat here? I will say after yeah. my wife did the duck pin bowling thing on my IG story, a hilarious human that was in our office that I've known since college that was sitting right over there, mm-hmm. goes, first pickleball, it ruins sports. Now we got fake bowling. That's what he said. <laughs> it was a, that duck pin bowling, you ever been a part of that? 
Yeah, there's a place here. My son had his birthday party at one of those places. This place was electrifying that we went to. Pretty awesome. That area. It is. It's called Pins? What was it called? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's Pins here. They're oh, amazing. The chain. I had no idea. Yeah, no, but the guy that started it from here. The one in Pittsburgh. At least the Pins. That's a Columbus, Ohio thing? Really? Yeah, Ohio the guy making Mickey Mouse unless balls. It, unless it's not called Pins. Is it called something else? Called Pins. Pins, yeah. yeah. Big, a, open, cool bar with a bunch of the bowling alleys and all that. Bocce court, ping pong yeah. tables. Duck Huge. pin bowling. Yeah, one right here in Dublin is gigantic. Yeah, yeah pinball. They got life-size beer pong yeah, up top. Free, got, you have free video games, like old-school arcade games? Not free. No, this is Indiana. Okay. Now that's some 16 of them are free here and some of them you pay. Is which is owned by the same guy, AJ. Yep, 16. But, yeah, it's all here. It's all yeah. from Columbus. We need to – hey, thank you, Columbus, and thank you to that thank guy. You, Great yeah. place. That was yeah. my first time. It is sweet. At one of those places. First time in public long time, like out oh. just doing stuff in Indiana. It was mm -hmm. a blast. Yeah. You saw the garage too, right? Yeah, then I went across the street. Indianapolis turned uh, this one part. It used to be a Coca-Cola factory, mm -hmm. bottles mm -hmm. factory, I think. Yes. And it had sat vacant for a long, 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 long time. Bad part of town. Like, don't go over there. There's no reason to go over there. They fully invested in it. There's a hotel in there. There's oh, a bunch yeah. of restaurants in there. It's like a full lunch hall almost, but it's set up in like a – and it's right across the street from that pins place. It was a spectacular little Saturday. Oh, yeah. Out here in Indianapolis. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Sounds like fun. Yeah, those. Do you uh, you ever do the axe throwing deal? I've never been there and done that. No, like, they had, they had the fouling though. The football bowling yeah. had a place down oh, yeah. in that area that we could. They have to. a bad axe throwing down there now too. I do, think. In that area, I think right next to the fouling, uh, it's like the football cornhole. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah, I'm pretty football sure. or bowling. Football yeah. bowling. Fouling. Okay. Fouling. I guess. Oh, okay. is that fun? Football never done it before. I've never done it. That never place invited. That us like a hundred times to go and i was always like i'm not doing it making my stuff i go <laughs> i go one day off i'm not doing that well, axe throwing uh sucks really the one we had in our old office with small axes that's fucking awesome you can throw those about 100 miles an hour you go into these axe throwing things and people have it more of their head they're throwing them two miles an hour that thing sucks they gotta pick it up off the ground yeah, yeah no exactly. thanks but you get one on co good content yeah, but, like, the one we had in the old office, like, that was fun. I could sit there and throw those fucking axes all day. A lot of liability in that particular A lot of, lot of it. A lot of liability. You're not always hitting that. And to get back to the foaling thing, I said it looked terrible. I'm not going to spend my 14 minutes I have off every week doing that. It did look like a good time. Drove by. It had doors open. Yeah, people were having yeah. a blast. You can play music. the football. It's fun. Yeah. It looks people, sweet. Yeah, food, music playing. It, mm -hmm. Indianapolis really doing it down there. Best yeah. part of the city right oh. there. There's also a movie wow. theater that's brand new. I guess it's like one of those luxury ones right next door to where we were. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Indy. Doing it. They're building that golf simulator bar. Because, like, the thing about the really? bottle works, yeah. The thing about bottle works at the suite is that you, you can start there at Pins, and then you just walk down Mass Ave. Yeah. And now that they're wow. building the uh, golf simulator bar, that's kind of where you could end. Yeah, actually. I mean, every city has its like, hey, this block good, that block not so good. Yep. We're back to a good block, you know? Yeah. I'm, that's a large area that's coming together. It exactly. Seems like. yeah. Just one street. Let's go, Indy. Good luck. Good. Keep it going. Way to go out there. We appreciate yeah. whoever put that together. And now, Let's do another phone call here on the 5 Energy phone line. Let's go to GC in Miami. GC, what's going on, Paul? Hey, what's going on, Pat? Um, I just wanted to do you guys, I don't know if you guys can pull it up, but Justin Turner from the um, Boston Red Sox just, yeah. just got really, really hit really bad. Um, it's the second time that he gets hit like that. So I just wanted to you guys know and see if you guys oh, can pull cool. it up. What happened, GC? So I guess um, I guess they're playing, I can't remember right now who, what team they were playing, um, 
they the, the Tigers, he just pretty much, uh, I think, went oh, straight no. to the face. Oh, yeah, no thanks. Oh, oh no. You say it a second time? This guy's problem. Oh, jeez. He has sunglasses on, too. That's going to. Yeah. Not Turner. Yeah. Thank you, GC, for the heads up Can't in the baseball it? world. I don't think we have baseball rights. Uh-uh. He was supposed to save the Reds. I'm not 100% year. sure. I don't. I don't think <laughs> baseball is very strict. Too. Why do you want to worth it? God I don't damn think it. We he are, took one right to the front of his face. Right here, look like right oh. under the bill. He even had the little cheek thing on, sunglasses, cheek thing, oh, bill right here underneath of it. Broke the glasses, obviously, right mm-hmm. in the face. That looked that ball was humming though. Hey, Tiger's got a guy that can throw it. Has no idea where it's going. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, the Tigers stink. Hope, hey, we hope he's okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. all love down there. Much monos. That'd be a huge loss for the Red Sox. That would hurt so bad. Let's go to so bad. I guess that's the fear when you step into a batter's box that that thing could hit you. Yeah, the pitcher too. In the head. The, yeah. the pitcher's fear too. It coming right back at him. I mean, you need one in the back and hurts for field a little position, bit, AJ. And we're a big <laughs> baseball program. Yeah, love right. baseball. I had Jed on last week. You know Herb Street has the most hits in Centerville High School history yeah, or something? highest batting average. The guy who almost broke is Sean Murphy. He's a very good catcher. Plays for the Braves. Just got traded from the, uh, the A's. Won the gold glove last year. He's Won a gold glove, this guy? Yeah. Couldn't catch Herbie, though. Nope. Uh-uh. Apparently not. Her- well, are the baseballs bigger when Herbie was playing, or does this guy miss his calling? What the fuck are we doing here, AJ? Herbie's an all-around athlete, man. I don't know if he played basketball in high school, but he played baseball and football, obviously. Herbie! Yeah. Oh, hey, he's the- a dog, dude. Doesn't get talked yeah. about. He should do some like home run derby deals, like some of those celebrity ones. I bet he would blast the ball. And I bet he'd be able to get a lot of people to come to a yeah. celebrity home run derby for mm-hmm. and then he if he wins it. Yeah. Oh man. It's even better. Yeah. JJ used to do that, right? JJ Watt used to do the softball game down at the Houston mm-hmm, Astros mm-hmm. Stadium. They used to like sell that fucking thing out, and then they would do a home run derby beforehand. And JJ had all eyes on winning that thing every oh, yeah. every single time. He used to just murder those baseballs. Mm-hmm. Those were a good time. Getting a chance to hit BP is like a, a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It's like a, a good fun. time. I think you don't really get to do it that much there. That's right? what I said. I mean, no. it'd be. T- I've been looking for like just batting cages around here right, to go. Like things. if we got a cage outside, that would be fucking oh, awesome. Yes. Here, yeah. Can we get one? Can we make one? It's, oh, pretty, yeah. it's, it's pretty, pretty easy, actually. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. tubing and netting. That's all it is. Get oh, a machine. Sure. Machines oh, aren't even crazy. Machines aren't even that expensive. No. Pitching machine? Yeah. Yeah. All right, judge. let's do it. Get the, arm, get the arm. Get the one that actually has the little Boom. arm, though. No. Nah, nah. No, you know I want a face, too, because I would like to hit him. Yeah, yeah I want a fa- fake face. Yeah, Line it right at it. Hardest part's probably just putting the dirt in if you want dirt. Don't need dirt. Bye, dirt. dirt. For what? <laughs> Jordan Davis. I've been listening to a lot of his songs. Yeah? Got bangers. He's up for best lyrics or something like that. Makes sense. Okay. The CMAs? I think so. Let's go. Good for him. The buy dirt's a banger. Let's wait till he wins. Good, good I don't want to celebrate too early. Buy dirt's a banger. It is a banger. How about next thing you know? Have you heard that one? No, I just went through his top five. Is that in the top five? Yeah. yeah next thing you know is another one. It's like... Next thing you know, you're in that. Next you know, it's like an emotional. It's like, nice. uh, like have a baby. Yeah, like you meet, you have, yeah. get married, have a baby. Oh, baby cool. joins. Like next thing you know, you're dead. What's your problem, AJ? It sounded very condescending. I'm dead serious. I'm, it's cool. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but it sounds cool. Uh, it sounds like you're taking yeah. some liberties that I don't appreciate here, pal. With how you're taking it. You're a prick. 
It's got a lot I don't of know much about this artist, but sounds great. Uh, to be clear, I did not either. Mm -hmm. But then once you get to know through lyrics, it's like, oh, good brain. Mm -hmm. Good guy yeah. here, seems like. You, you know, go to country concerts, AJ? I have. I'm not a giant country fan, but I have been. Going one soon or no? Why? Who's coming? To Ohio? Come on, you know. Yeah, who's coming to Ohio? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, we did hear that you were, didn't we? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Haven't even asked Whatever's you Whatever's going on, I'd love to know. What's happening? You're going to a concert I heard in Ohio. Country one. I'm not, but yeah, what do you, what'd you hear? Okay, well, that's the answer. <laughs> yep. All right, we go. will relay the message then because mm -hmm. we were asked by Morgan some. Morgan Wallen's coming at some point. Hey, he's got a song called Ain't That Some, Ain't That Some, Ain't that, ain't that some, some ain't, ain't that, that some shit. You know, he is, he's got a new album out, I guess, that's just going to take over the whole world. One. Quite an interesting. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's had quite he's the path. He's doing just fine now after. Actually, there's a race car driver whose path has been very similar to his. <laughs> it's a wild time to be alive. It is. Mm -hmm. It's got oh, mate, like yeah, that. Mitt big that pop one. out of yep. Mitt. Big pop <laughs> out of Mitt. Is that what that was? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go to Jeez Sam in Phoenix. Last call of the day. Last moment of the day. Sam, what's going on in the 5 energy phone line? How we doing, boys? Keep, Keep moving, moving, dude. All right. First and foremost, just want to say, uh, Pat, me and my wife and my little four-month-old, we are super stoked for you. Congrats on the uh, upcoming baby. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Congrats to your babies, boys. Thank, thank, you. Guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, and then football related, I just want to say I think uh, I speak for a lot of Cardinals fans when uh, even though, yeah, Gannon, he's going to be a little yeah. cheesy, he actually gives off some football coach yes. vibes, which we need out here. So it's nice to have a real coach, not some pretty boy who doesn't know what the Whoa! Jesus. Good luck, Cliff. Cliff Kingsbury taking pew, 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 shots <laughs> on this Monday, yeah. March 6th. Explosives, creativity. Right. <laughs> uh, let's get the fuck out of here. What a show. Can't thank you guys enough. Talks to the table. Great work today, boys. Yeah, great show today. Hey, we didn't talk about one thing. I, you know, I, I saw you tweet about last night. What's that? Last of Us heating up here. Hey, it's a good show, dude. You watch this show? Uh, I think I'm. I, I do. I'm a cup. How many episodes have been out so far? Eight. Eight was last night. I think I've seen oh. five or six. So good. I have a couple to watch. You can skip last week's. We'll get last week's. Like we'll just kind of break it down for you. Just proved um, when she found out that she was special. That yes. isn't like. Um, That's it. That isn't that a spoiler well. either. No, you did that very well. That isn't okay. a spoiler either. Like that was the whole episode was kind of dedicated to that. It was cute. It was cool. But only objective was to show when she found out that she was special. So if you haven't watched it, that's not a spoiler. If you have watched it, that's not a spoiler. No. Last night's episode, hey. Okay. Hey, she's a Good. dog, yeah. bro. One she, of the best. She is a dog. It is. It was you great. You can tell that already. Already early on, she, she's proven that a few times. Yeah, it is remarkable. And then they had the uh, inside the episode at the mm -hmm. end of the thing. And I stuck around to watch it, and they talked about they filmed it in Calgary in February. Mm -hmm. It was oh, freezing. Huge wind machine. And she gave an answer, and she was, I guess she was speaking our words, but it wasn't our language. No, no, no. She <laughs> is not naturally a United States speaker. Like, Where's she from? I have no idea. Where, England. Engl that was an English accent, I oh, heard? Oh, yeah. I don't know what part. But, yeah, she's very, very English. Like Manchester. Maybe where Patty's from? Liverpool? 
No, nah, she wasn't saying lob after every word. So, yeah. <laughs> she is phenomenal. As is, uh, what's the Pedro di- Pascal. Pas- yeah. Pedro. Pascal. His other show just started, too. He doesn't miss. Mandalorian. Crushed. Okay. Yeah. So maybe I get into that next. Nah, Probably Star not. Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars not. Garbage. But The Last of Us video game, You, I'm not a person <laughs> that plays video games. You would think I would hate it. Zombies, you think I would hate it? This show is fucking awesome. Random mm-hmm. thing, too, last episode. The guy who originally played Joel in the video games was in the episode. So it's a little Oh, like, little, how's oh, it going? Keep your ass. She's from Nottingham. Nottingham? Nottingham. Of course she is. Whatever she is, she's going to win whatever award that you need to win for oh, yeah. what she's doing in this thing, I'd assume. Probably a safe assumption. Yeah. She'll at least be nominated, you'd think. It was ama- It's amazing, though, AJ. I'm happy we found something, you know? And then after next week, it's the season finale. And then what, AJ? Then what? Then what? Ooh, uh, succession, right? Fuck oh! Oh! We got golf, we got basketball, we got March Madness coming up. Ty, big weekend for college yeah, basketball. Yeah, huge what weekend. Happened? I'd love to run over everything the uh, Coke Zero got on my notes, uh, so I had to throw those away. But <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, we, we got five teams have punched their tickets so far. Uh, kind of weird, Farley Dickinson made it because and they uh, – the team they're playing is ineligible because they're switching to Division One, and they have the number That's one so seed weird. in their tournament, so they kind of get in by default. A couple buzzer beaters, uh, but this week is when like all the major conference tournaments starts. By, uh, next Sunday is Selection Sunday, so we're in the thick of things right now. Go. We appreciate good work without the Coke yeah. Zero. Yep. Good work. AJ, great show today. We appreciate you, buddy. Have a great afternoon. We'll see you all tomorrow. We do not have any contact well, we did have contact since the darkness. Yeah. But we have not had contact since then. So I think a lot, I saw a lot of people tweeting like, can't wait to hear what Aaron says on Tuesday on, and then adding me. <laughs> yep. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have not said that. As, as, conjecture. As, pure conjecture. We do not know if that's the case. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday just during the season. Let's, yep. not, let's not get crazy out here. We do not expect or know if that's going to be taking place. But the time is coming pretty soon mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to hear what he's up to, and TikTok, that's the next domino TikTok. to fall. <laughs> what are you saying? TikTok over there. Fucking deadline spare action. We are also on TikTok. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a full-time employee now dedicated strictly to our TikTok yep. that I've never met in person. He's a good guy. He does a good job. He's, He's good. good. Company's grown. That's how we need to hire people. Never seen. Just yeah. remote? Could but be an AI. Never seen. Might be a fake. Yeah. Might be somebody in this office yeah. hustling Chatbot. for another, another paycheck. Another paycheck. Oh, Could idea. be. That'd be sweet if that was the case. That could be Bill. Bill's been on this whole new Bill. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's golfing too much, so he doesn't have time. Yeah, right. Bill got in probably three workouts during that golf round. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Picking up new jobs every single day. Going oh, to movies every week. I heard the other day he was spitting on the Hawkhouse. <laughs> I didn't like that. Yeah, he was full blown. <laughs> oh, Not enough equipment. <laughs> oh, I just joined. <laughs> Doing just, the machines. I just joined was, this new gym. Okay, what's wrong with the Hawkeyes? Dude, he's a dog. <laughs> yeah. All right, he's an yeah, absolutely. Dog. We appreciate Bill, and if Bill has created a fake person to catfish me to pick up another job <laughs> and pick up another salary, good on you, Bill. Bill. Well Go done. Good on you, Bill. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend. Goodbye.